Blog Talk Radio. The Net Live is brought to you by the Spire Institute, integrating sports and education, training and learning, performance and competition like no place on earth. SpireInstitute.org. Now, on with the show. It's that time. We have the people. This is Eric and I'm Moana. This is Priscilla Lima. This is Casey Patterson. The story in real time. We're a much better team now than we were then. So I'm not looking at just this year. I'm looking at the next four years. You're listening to The Net Live with Barney. You didn't win, so you must not have done a good job. And DJ Ruscha. I have a great thoughts. It's The Net Live right now. <laughs> Can you hear me now, Dustin? Yes, Kevin. Oh, wow. wow. Really loud. Hello. There's some volume right there. Coming at you. Hot. Hot, hot mic. Hot mic. Welcome to Net Live, ladies and gentlemen. Kevin Barnett sitting in studio on the 28th of May, 2013, as we are in our fifth year here on the show. Hi. Dustin Aval right next to me, and Jeremy Ruscha also nearby. And Jeremy, good to know you next month will appear in our new ad. You will in fact be in the new ad. We had we have an ad being worked on. Didn't make it for this month. We missed uh, the deadline. Like a photo of me or just my name? or uh, We'd love to have a nice photo of you, but we'd have to have photos taken. This will probably just be stolen. There might be your bird involved. Uh, suicide doors, I don't know. But so my name's on there. Something, yeah. I've only been involved in the show. See, Dustin, if you stick where? around for the show for like three and a half years. Yeah, where's this ad going to be? Uh, Volleyball oh. Mag. Some little-known publication. Yeah, and anywhere else. We'll put it up as our uh, as billboard. Our billboard off the billboard 405 well. on Sunset Boulevard. Yes, the most the expensive billboards in the United States. Put it on the side. That's of That's where hotel. we want to start. We want to start right in. It's like the uh, when they're when you're trying to get into a real estate career and they're getting you pumped up. They're like, spend 50 grand in advertising. Yeah, really. Yeah, good idea. Just curious if you've ever called anybody from a bus bench from advertising. No. One time, has anybody ever called somebody? They sat down on a bus bench and are like, oh. Look at that advertisement. I Let do, me call them and see what they're all about. I do want to put my face there when it says your face here. <laughs> Just because. That's yeah. intriguing? Yeah, that's intriguing. Maybe I'd call them for me, but I wouldn't call anybody else. Gotcha. Here's what's intriguing about our show today. We will have uh, a guy recommended by Reed. John Salenza is going Who? to come on. Uh, yeah, that guy. Uh, we're actually going to have Reed as well. Drink. John Salenza will come on and talk about BioSteel. He's going to inform us about a company called BioSteel, which BioSteel. has filled a void, which I thought needed to be filled for a while. Fully tested supplements that are guaranteed not to set off the WADA alarms. That's the World Anti-Doping Agency alarm. And They're now, are they partnered with, like, do they have an agreement with them? Like, I think they, they do testing through them. They send all of their product through WADA. So they know for sure. To make sure that it's clean. And this was an issue WADA. even when I was there. As soon as USADA, United States Anti-Doping Agency, came Correct. into existence, uh-huh. it was a big issue because you're facing pretty stiff penalties for a single infraction when it comes to any type of illegal substance that's in your body, and you're responsible for that. Oh, yeah, they don't joke around. No, we've seen athletes say, oh, it was in this, it was in that, and they've actually, these athletes in some cases have proven that the illegal material was in a particular jar of whatever it was, or a particular container of whatever it was they took. Peanut butter. And somehow it wasn't supposed to be in there, but it was in there. The reason is because a lot of these companies manufacture products that both contain illegal substances and don't. And the machine doesn't get cleaned or something gets messed up, and all of a sudden you have an illegal substance that's not on the label 
that ends up in your supplement and you take it, you get a drug test, and now you're getting suspended. And we've seen that happen in multiple sports leagues. It reduced me to the point where I went, we I'm going to buy whey yeah, protein. Your career. Yeah, coincidence that yeah, you retired when exactly. uh, they started drug testing. Is that what yeah. happened to Barry Bonds, by the way? He just something was accidentally, ac- accidentally laced the factory tub or something. The yeah. cream was yeah. accidentally yeah, laced on his thigh. Yeah. Yeah, he had a smoothie going, and all of a sudden there was a needle in it, and it oh, went right God. into his mouth yeah. and injected him with HGA. I had no idea for eight years. Happens. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah, when you're drinking it, and all of a sudden you're like, ah, oh, sharps! Yeah. Like I'm just super buff all of a sudden after my smoothie. Yeah, my head is... <laughs> I wear a size 9 hat. <laughs> <laughs> Which leads me to one of our topics for today, that is a USAV Nationals and Lloyd Ball. He, uh, he is actually competing at USAV Nationals. We need... Team DJ Pine- Evans, if you are on Team the Pineapple, chat board already, right? probably Team Pineapple. Team yeah. Pineapple. We need a result. Semifinals were this morning. We need to check USAV.org or USAV.com or whatever it is now. It's some Team USA volleyball slash something or other that you can't remember. But I need to get on there and find out what happened with the semifinals. It was 9.30 this morning, Louisville time, so that was 6.30 a.m. here. Uh, Kevin Hambly is going to join us for Coach's Corner, head coach course at the University of Illinois. He is out in Italy with his team, and we continue our information about foreign tours and your collegiate teams. I think a great opportunity for students, athletes, to get out into the big world and find out not only about the big world itself, but about the big volleyball world that exists out there. I think uh, Illinois already been thumped a couple of times, although they did not videotape it, so it maybe it didn't happen. It's not on YouTube. It doesn't exist. That's right. I think I've seen a Facebook post from Katie Charles also in Costa Rica. So... Speaking of teams that are competing abroad, I think I'd rather go to Costa Rica and compete than, than Europe. Costa Rica yeah. than Europe? Yeah. As a college student? Uh, well, if you're looking for good volleyball, no. But if you're looking for a nice beach, probably. Yeah. Well, let's get our priorities straight. Here's yeah. Here's the answer to your question from BJ Evans. Rematch of Team Pineapple yes. versus Eurohaas at 2 p.m. on Court 1. Winner plays and finals at 6 p.m. Oh, 2 p.m. I thought it was earlier. Okay, so and and the rematch is that Team Pineapple watch lost. the live stream. You can watch That's the in the losers stream. bracket because the Team Pineapple lost in five, fifteen, eleven in the fifth to uh, whatever the Euro House. Sure. Yep. House. Yeah, I've never been in nationals. Men's nationals. Never. No. I went in Tucson, 1998. Uh, one. I was still in high school at the time, so I didn't go that year. You know, I wonder why that year. why more college kids don't go. I, I don't think they know about it. Like, yeah, that was, if I was yeah. in college, I would have gone. If I knew anything about it, I would love to have gotten a team. Oh, by the way, we are playing in nationals next year. Who is? The Net me. Live. Me and whomever else will join my team. We are in the sitting division. I'm in. We're going to play sitting volleyball. Wow. We're going to play the tournament. It's in Phoenix. Who's sponsoring us? Uh, we have to get a sponsor, but I'm sure we can hook one up. Biotech. Aren't they coming on later? Biosteel, right, bio bio sorry, yeah, biosteel. Right. Can My I bad. tell you Biosteel's tagline? Yes. Drink the pink. Just gonna put that out there. Seriously? That's what Reed told me. That's awesome. Drink the pink. I, well, I didn't catch that in all the information. Well, I was that's reading. the first thing that I caught. Drink the pink. Is this who I think it is? Calling on on the line? Yeah, a guy who lives in Vegas. Vegas. I'm gonna be I in Vegas. I think he's actually home in Vegas right now. Allegedly still on the men's USA national team. Reed Pretty. Good morning, gentlemen. Wow. Oh. Well, look at that. Oh. It's so professional. Yeah, it's like the voice good, of God. Good morning, through. gentlemen. Wow, Reed. Hello, Reed. Hello. <laughs> you guys, uh, how are you guys doing? Pretty good. How are you, Reed? I'm doing. I'm doing great. I, uh, I too. I, I was at the. Uh, I was in Louisville 
this week. And I, too, had I known more about nationals uh, when I was younger, probably would have played in a few more myself. Would you like to play in them once you're done, as uh, your former teammates are doing, Riley Salmon and Lloyd Ball? That depends. You know, uh, Riley's had a chance to get his handicap uh, into single digits. So if I if I could uh, make that much progress in the short amount of time that he has, then, yeah, I'd take a break from the golf course and go play some volley. But until that happens, I'm probably uh, hitting the links. Priorities. Well, yeah, I like it. At least you're in a place now in Turkey where you can hit some balls and get in some reps, not like Russia where snowball <laughs> would pretty much go on. That's right. Yeah, it's a little bit warmer, a little bit more enjoyable, and uh, definitely lots more to do. Well, Reed, give us an update on what you were doing in Louisville. You were there after I was there. We passed each other in the air, I believe. Uh, you were heading there. I was heading home after what was a typical USAV national team trip. Fantastic. 24 hours from L.A. to to Louisville. 24 hours. Took you 24 hours to get there. Absolutely. And then how long were you there? I was on the ground for 20 hours. Perfect. Yeah. And then back out. I had uh, three hours of sleep and back on the plane. But you were you were arriving for – I was there for the Boyce Banquet, which is kind of the opening of Nationals. You were there for the USAV board meetings, and we understand those have been, let's say, entertaining. Yeah, I, uh, I think I had some of the weather delays that you had on my way back out, too. I got stuck in Dallas, which wasn't fun. But, um, yeah, we were, I was there for the board meeting and uh, – Entertaining. I don't know if that's the right word I would use, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of people trying to do uh, a lot of things within volleyball, and everybody has uh, competing, uh, as it were, uh, ideas of, of how to fix things. So it was definitely um, – it was a board meeting. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Good times. All right. Well, yeah, it's a lot I guess- like uh, – you know, I don't know how I could put it into volley terms because, I mean, that's really all I know. So every everything I speak about has to go into volley terms. But it's, it's kind of like, uh, you know, because USA Volleyball, on, uh, from an outside perspective, is doing a lot of good things. I mean, their budget's over $20 mil- million. There's uh, new programs. Juniors' participation is, is high. Uh, and on the professional level, there's um, – been a ton of success in the Olympic Games, uh, especially on the beach and, and also in indoor. And so from somebody looking outside looking in, and also, you know, the new sand initiative in college, I mean, that's a huge step in the right direction and all these things. But, uh, you know, there's still a lot of um, contention, especially on the beach side, in regards to um, just what what is what is the USA – national program going to look like and um on the beach side on the beach side i think i think that's one of the main contentions is is what is that going to look like um should it be a master coach should it be should usav basically just be a sponsor to the best players uh, and and the players sort of be autonomous um or somewhere in between what does that look like and of course um You've got people on polar ends uh, trying to agree, and um, that's that's not easy, and, and it's going to shape the future. So, obviously, it's an extremely important topic. Should they be autonomous should they wear autonomous? <laughs> Multiple questions to be answered. Yeah, budget plus $20 million. Give uh, our listeners some perspective on that. In, in 1997, this is an organization that was basically bankrupt. 
they were worried about making payroll through parts of 97. So to be 20 plus million dollars uh, to the positive there of rolling things for various programs is quite an achievement. And USA Volleyball, at least financially and program-wise, has been going, in my opinion, my experience with USA Volleyball since 1997, has been going in an incredibly positive direction. Uh, so that's good. The infighting and the debates that I have heard about, some of which I heard about from folks there on the ground in Louisville this past week, is disturbing, let's say. And uh, I'm not sure what it holds for the future of volleyball on the beach in particular. I think the future of indoor pretty established, but the future of beach is definitely up in the air, as anyone who has been following the sport for the last three years can attest. Is now the time to make those decisions because we're so far away, well, far away, but years away from the next Olympics? Shouldn't we be making those decisions now? They're structural decisions, though. This isn't just about the Olympic qualification that we talked about a, little, a couple of weeks ago on the yeah. show. It's about how the beach is supported. Gotcha. I keep hearing the same line that I've heard since the Article 8 began back in 2005 mm-hmm. or 2004, whatever, around that time that it began. I was on the board at the time. And it, it continues to be basically, if you distill it down to what the beach players really want, write us a check. We will provide no accounting for said check and make the check pretty big. I'm down with that. Yeah. Oh, you're not sending me a check. Right. Right. Sorry. I mean, but that's. That's basically what they want. What they want, but instead you have to provide accounting, provide uh, proposals. You have to show where the money is going. You have to show why you, you are, to treat are it like a business, deserving the money on a personal yeah. level. Though, I mean, is that is that what you're proposing? Is that the each player do that? Each player do what? Provide a an accounting level itinerary or balance sheet to say where the money is going. Uh, I don't know enough about it to say that that is that the level what, that what should up, be done. Yeah, as opposed to, and I don't understand how it works today, but I, I see what you're saying that that the beach players just want a chunk of money, and I will handle my training and I will use it wherever I do. But it's it's different because it is beach, right? Because you're not a part of a today. There is a national team program now. Right. Well, it's so, changing. So is that what's going to happen then? The stipend goes here's where the money's going to go, and you can be a part of that or not? I think that's how it ought to be. I, I mean, I, in my opinion, from, from what I've heard, uh, <clears throat> I think there, there's a couple of different things that can be done at this point. One, you can tell Beach, have your own NGB, good luck. Right. Good luck. Uh, the other one is you can say to those players who don't like the national team concept and coaches and training and when how things are arranged and so on and so forth, if you want the support, Come and be a part of the program. Yeah. If you don't, don't come and be a part of the program. That's up to you. Because what they want, kind of want right now is they want the stipend. Without being part of the program. Without joining the national team. So I want to collect a paycheck from the national team. Let's say an indoor side of things. Yeah. I want to collect a paycheck from the indoor national team. I want to not show up for practice, not show up for weights, not show up for meetings, not have anything to do with the organization, but yet I want the organization to enter me in the tournament, and I want to show up and play. Yeah, I mean, it's difficult to compare indoor and indoor national team yeah, at the beach because you can't – because there's so many different teams, quote-unquote, in, in the beach, right? Right, and there's no control over those teams, right? Right, right. I mean, at some point, and some countries are starting to do this, they're Place, starting to – Placing players together. Have a national team coach 
that has trainings at a certain time, has weights at a certain time. Those players are expected to be there on yeah. those courts at that time. And even they're going to the point where some countries are choosing the partnerships. Brazil. Moving, yes. Moving the partnerships. And a big one, Brazil. It's more of it's like a real business job. Like yeah. You show up at this time. You leave at this time. Here's this schedule. Here is your partner. Yeah. They are taking the they are taking the individuality out of it. Part of the problem here is that for so long, structurally in the United States, people have gone to the beach for the freedom. Right. Well, the freedom comes at a cost. Sure. Now they want to defray that cost and keep the freedom. And I've said from the beginning of this Article 8, that, that's not going to work. And it's provided the friction points that I think we're experiencing now. Well, some of the stuff at beach, too, like beach players for so long have been, you're on your own. So that's all they know right now. And there was a professional option for that. Correct. Like, you are on your own, get your own sponsors, get your own travel, good luck to all of that stuff. You are on your own, where, like, yeah, some of the top-level players had some help from the ABP or whatever with sponsorships a little bit, but, like, everybody was on their own. So going from that to now it needs to be even more structured, I can see it being difficult for the players to accept that. And there's still a generation of players that were around for the national team, some of which had touch when USA Volleyball was pretty much a mess. And those people, there's no changing their opinion. There will be no changing oh, the opinion that those people have of the organization. I was in the organization. I hated the organization. I was a part of fighting against the organization in a lot of times. I stood up to uh, to raise my hand and say this isn't right on many occasions. Yeah, I have not been a USAV apologist. But the direction that USAV has been headed for the last five to eight years or perhaps longer now, even 10, mm -hmm. has been a very positive direction. Is it perfect? No. Nothing's going to be perfect. Is it the right direction for the sport and for for uh, success in the sport? I believe so. But there are still people who think it's 1997 and who behave as such. Sorry, Reed. Yeah, guys, I think, uh, you know, in my opinion, just from the exposure I've had from both sides, um, I, I definitely see sort of the, the, the position of both sides, and I definitely don't think um, sponsoring our, our top players and just having them be autonomous is, is the right way. And I don't think having a master coach with uh, – and I'm not saying those are the two polar sides, but those are the extremes of each position. Yeah. But, but as I look at the situation, I think really um, this is one person away from being fixed. And, and USAV – I think needs to find that person, meaning uh, it's a leadership role and it's somebody who um, can take this beach program and not be a manager, so to speak. We don't need any more managers because there's no program. Um, and I don't mean that in disrespect to, to the people who have been working hard to make beach and, um, you know, a, a national team program. I don't mean disrespect by that, but we, I think what's what's lacking is is a leader who can stand up to staff of USAV and say, "Hey guys, uh, the, this is the direction we're going to go." Period. And also at the same time, stand up to the players and say, "Players, that is ridiculous." <laughs> you know what I mean? Go play. <laughs> say those exact words. <laughs> and 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 so basically, somebody that's that's going to just pioneer more more of, instead of an more of entrepreneurial. I, I think. And uh, managerial, and, uh, and I think in the past USAV has, 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 you know, put people you know, in positions uh, to manage and, and just keep things as they are, or or, 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 or give one person way too many hats to wear. 
So, Reed, do you uh, think so that think whoever replaces do you think that whoever replaces Dave Williams is is that the critical hire? Is that the person you're talking about that has to be effective? One hundred percent. I think. I think that. That's the person, and I've heard it said by other people that this position needs to have teeth. Uh, and I think I think what everybody's looking for, just like you know, just like when you're on a on an indoor court, and and how critical it is to have a leader as a coach. As a coach. You know, I think you know, every organization every, in, a, in its healthiest state, state has somebody has that's like just charting, charting the territory, and, and, and you know, it's somebody you know, with leadership skills and, and, uh, and can can stand up can for, stand for, up for the, convictions the convictions that they have and, and try to do what's right. right. And I think that again, we're one again, person away, person and I just hope that USA can find that right person. All right, Reed, I want to switch gears now for a second and talk about the U.S. men's national team. The World League rosters have been out. We kind of detailed them just a couple of weeks ago on the special birthday show, Dustin and I with Jay. It was amazing. Went through everybody on that men's roster, and it, it is definitely a youth-filled roster. But I know you've been in the gym practicing, even though you're not on the World League roster. Give us an impression of how that gym is functioning under new head coach John Sprong with all that young, brand-new-to-the- international game talent. Well, let's well, start with John. With John. I think, uh, you know, you segueing know, straight into this conversation, John's a leader, and, uh, and he's coming in with a very, very specific system. And so, and so um, uh, even though I've been even in the program for a lot of for years, for a lot of year, I wanted to make, wanted sure, to make sure, sure that while I was while still in sort of playing for it, it took some time to, to recoup and, and uh, rebuild the body and mind um, that I was introduced to the system. And um, it's an exciting, um, it's an exciting gym culture, and I think that John brings a real professionalism. Um, the, the days are literally eight to five for the guys, and uh, I know the staff is watching video daily, and there's and, and so there's a, a lot of attention um, to detail and and making sure that everybody at the point of contact of the setter, let's say, in, in the offensive system, that everybody is on the right foot and, and heading in the right direction and all in tempo. And um, so it's been very enjoyable for me to be back in the gym. It's it's a great vibe. And, and Matt Furbringer, uh, you know, I've been a friend of Matt for a long time and played some beach tournaments with him. And uh, he provides uh, a great perspective as well. And also just incredible uh, administration skills. I mean, like, it's so organized. We have uh, everything. It just feels really good to be able to come in and play volleyball without any other responsibilities. And uh, they're doing a great job building um, the great uh, foundation to um, a very strong program. And I think, you know, I've said in the last week, I think I've identified that I think we'll know what you're going to get from the men's team by September. And the reason I say that is that everybody will be back. We'll know if Clay is uh, 100% by then. Um, there'll be nobody away from the gym that I know of. And uh, we'll have the longest training block that we probably will have all quad. So by the North Seikas in Canada, I think that uh, we and, and everybody else can have a real good feel of the trajectory of this team. And um, I think you know, I'm, I'm extremely hopeful. And, and yeah, lastly, you know, the young guys, um, tons of talent in the gym. There's no doubt about it. About it. And what I'm most impressed with is just the vibe. Um, there's just a really 
good group community sort of team vibe. And um, I think there's always going to be talent. So it'll just be um, interesting to see who's able to make the changes that are necessary and put in the work, um, you know, to be a factor four years from now. And I think that the World League will be a great um, platform by which to evaluate uh, these players and and for them to sort of see uh, international competition for the first time themselves and and sort of gauge where they need where they think they need to be and the changes they need to make. Well, I'll be down there on Thursday and have an opportunity to see some of these guys firsthand. Imagine that, Jeremy, a system where you can show up and just play volleyball and not worry about the other stuff. I don't know. Beach players might be somewhat entertained by that. But, Reed, I I find it interesting you say you know by September of this year what the team can do. You think that by September of this year we'll have a good handle on the four years that are ahead of us or the three years that are ahead of us until the 2016 Rio Olympics? I think uh I think that uh I think yes, the short answer to that question I think the answer is yes and uh but I think this group is also looking uh towards the world championships as well. Um instead of a four, you know, I think um, I've heard John say before, you know, maybe we just focus on the next 2 years and then make another 2-year plan. So try to ramp up twice uh with the world championships being something that is uh my um, high priority, which would be next summer in Poland. And the reason I say that is that, I mean, I really think that we've had the experience and the ability in the gym, and, and I, I've made, uh, I haven't really skirted around the issue of the last four years. I mean, it was extremely frustrating. And we were, um, you know, talk about success sort of masking what's happening underneath the surface. Uh, our run in pool play in London was was not the characteristic of that team. And I don't say that, you know, we just couldn't put it together as a group. And um, I think that, uh, you know, the system that we're, that we're playing and and the different roles and the fact that, uh, you know, I think it comes down to uh, the experience, the ability and, and having, um, you know, I think the coaches understand that the system we're running is so critical that it's going to depend on having a quarterback. And so, um, I think they're trying to evaluate and work towards all the important things uh, on the front end. And I think we had the experience within the team to where you're going to know um, sort of where this team's headed by uh, the end of this year. Reader, yeah, you mentioned the fact that the team, those five matches played in London through pool play was not really indicative of the team we had seen for the previous three and a half years. And that five matches almost wiped away the entire previous three and a half years because I, when you say success last quad, the only thing I think of is those five matches. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's still, you know, it's still a bitter pill for those of us who, who were part of the last four years. And, um, it, uh, I'm, I'm thankful that I'm healthy and that I get a chance to put on the uniform one more time and um, and you know this summer and and sort of build on the foundation that's been built over the last 12 years and, and beyond and uh, I think that um, the ability to come in and and not be not be wearing a ton of hats and, and try to be doing a ton of things as a player just to come in and, and try to, to add value where I can, work hard, and um, 
and sort of go the direction that the staff is, is taking us is is a great thing and it's a healthy thing and, and we look forward to it. Well, Reed, I'm glad to hear that you're saying you're healthy and had that USA jersey on again. But I want to hear about your stint over in Turkey. Like you won like a turtle cup or a rabbit cup, some type of cup. Like, like <laughs> yeah, you won like you were at Parliament, laying laws down and things like that. Like, tell us about that. <laughs> uh, we had a, we had a great year. It was very enjoyable. We uh, it started off a little bit strange, as you guys know. The day I got there, it was sort of like let's try out this new toy. I hadn't slept for 48 hours because of the travel, and my son didn't sleep, and we were in the same hotel room. And so I went out in the court and um, and I was hitting an away shot in, a, in the end of this practice and popped uh, some some muscle fibers below my shoulder. So as soon as I got there. I couldn't practice for like three weeks. It was extremely awkward. We we went like one or two and five, and thankfully nobody was pressing the panic button, and we went on to win 35 matches straight over the next four or five months. And uh, we were in Chev Cup, which is uh, there's three divisions basically. There's Champions League, which is the top two teams from each country. Then there's CEV Cup, which is just below that, you know, teams three and four. And then there's Top Teams Cups. Cup, which is uh, the fifth place team in each league. That's a good way to sort of look at it. And um, and so we went on to win that against uh, uh, Latina, which Murphy Troy was playing for that team. And um, and then we went on after that to win the Turkish Cup, which was sort of a final four. But talk about winning, masking, uh, doing, you know, looking under the hood. We were an incredibly great serving team. We had six guys that could serve for points. And so we would just just kind of like swallow teams uh, with our serve, and we would get a lot of blocks based on our ability to serve. But uh, that run was so long that once we got to uh, – we finished the Turkish Cup, we had to play three nights in a row, and that really took a toll. And so for the next month, which was playoffs, we sort of played without our serve, and it just sort of showed a lot of – uh, our weak points and, and blocking defense, and um, you know when you when you have such a successful year, and then all of a sudden you, you're not doing things well, or the results not the same. You know things got a little bit shaky, and we made it to the finals, and unfortunately lost to Arcos in the finals, uh, three to one. So uh, it was a good season. Uh, Turkey is a beautiful place. It was a great experience, and uh, we're really thankful for it. Next year, are you going back next year? Um, I'm going to, we're, we're sort of, uh, waiting it out. So I can't answer that at this time, but, uh, it was a good place. We would be happy to be back. Um, we're sort of in that negotiation phase and uh, I'm waiting on a max deal, baby. No. Um, yeah, we're just, just waiting it out. I don't know. To be honest with you, uh, I was talking to my wife last night. These four years can't look like the last 12 for me personally. Uh, just, you know, any logical person would say that. I don't think my – as good as I feel right now, I don't think I could play 365 four times four and think that I'll be good in Rio. And, and that's that's my goal is I would love to be good in Rio. And, um, and so it's a very – at first it, it, we were really nonchalant, like, oh, yeah, we're going to take time off here and there and – but man, once it comes down to that decision, it's uh, 
uh, we're finding ourselves in uncharted territory in terms of, of just the uncertainty of when to take breaks and what to say no to. Because in, in the past, people in, in that position have typically taken the national team off and just played overseas. Uh, but I just can't get, I mean, that's where I have the most enjoyment is on the national team. And so I have a hard time building a schedule that is heavy on the European side and really light on the USA side. So we'll see. All right, Reed, pretty good luck. Thanks for checking in with us. We know you're in Vegas now, but headed back out here shortly. I'll be in practice on Thursday practice. to uh, to interview some folks. I don't know if you're going to be down there. Practice? Practice. I will, and I will be practicing. So we'll see you Thursday. Have a great show, guys. You're doing a great job. All right. Thanks, Reed. Thanks, Reed. Reed, Bye. pretty checking in. We're going to take a short break here on the Net Live. We're going to be right back with John Salenza of BioSteel and tell you about his company and the products that they are putting out in an effort to make a clean supplement, the best supplements available on the marketplace. And uh, update on Team Pineapple. I did have a 930 match correct. They actually defeated Team Lights Out. That was a revenge, a 3-1 victory after a 3-2 loss. And now they will get Eurohouse, as BJ Evans told us. Eurohouse won 16-14 in the fifth over Team Pineapple earlier in the tournament. So that should be hey, a back. good one coming up. It will be live streamed, so you can do that. Go click on USA Volleyball's website and find the live stream. should be fun. 2 p.m., and I believe that's an Eastern time, so it'll be 11. There you go. Going on, what, a half an hour. We'll be right back with John Salenza. Woo! 
little Daft Punk for you right there. Pharrell just kind of, kind of grooving here in the studio. Yeah, Pharrell's back. I don't think he ever went anywhere, but... He kind of did. Mm. We're gone for a little while. Welcome back to the Net Live here on Volleyball Magazine. Big we can thanks. talk about that on our next podcast. Yeah. DJ Rouge and Dustin talk magic. Yeah. Magic music. Magic, 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 music? magic music, why not? We magic can talk music. Yeah. Magic, okay. you've been looking at those Game of Thrones CDs over DVDs over there too much. I don't know what you got going Jeremy's on. Yeah. Or Jeremy. Dustin. Uh, Dustin over here has uh, the Iron Throne up, but he doesn't even know it. You're looking at the Iron Throne there. On that sounds like so dorky. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine Kevin dressing up when he watches these shows. Rock a idea. The whole family dresses up. This is this is not Cool Guy Central here, Dustin. One of the one of the kids is the dwarf. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Peter little, Dinklage, yeah. little person, yeah. Dustin, little person. Peter well, Dinklage. How about Peter Thrones Dinklage? Here. He's on Game of Thrones. He was on uh, what's the plastic surgery show? He was on that forever. Nip Tuck. Nip Tuck. He was on that for a while. He was the the Manny. He was still great. Ended up hooking up with the wife. He, he was, was still great in uh, Elf. Yes, Elf. In Elf. <laughs> yeah. That's right. All and right. on Saturday Night Live, Peter Drunkledge. Peter Drunkledge. I saw that too. All right. Welcome in to the Net Live. Let's bring on our first guest. This man is the president, CEO, and founder of a company that started three and a half years ago, BioSteel, based out of Canada, but providing supplements worldwide and trying to provide a supplement, an option for professional athletes of all kinds who are looking for clean living when it comes to nutritional supplementation, whether it's NFL, NBA, uh, on into Olympic sports. If you're subject to WADA, this is probably the only stuff you want to be taking. Reed Pretty's been taking it lately, and we want to talk to John about it. So welcome in, John Salenza. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Hey, John, thanks for coming on. And uh, give us a little bit, you said it's three and a half years ago, give us a little bit of background on the founding of this company and its kind of starting ethos, I guess, or what the, the founding idea was. Yeah, for sure. So my business partner is a gentleman by the name of Matt Nickel. Um, Matt, just to give you a quick background on him, Matt was trained in product formulation, and as well, he was a strength coach in the NFL. He worked with both the Canadian and the U.S. Olympic track and field teams, and he also worked in the NHL, so he was a, a hockey guy as well. And to get into the story just quickly, back in 2004, Matt was the strength and conditioning coach for the Toronto Maple Leafs. So I don't know if you guys, you guys any anybody a hockey fan at all? Yeah, hockey fan, no. Aware, yes. aware hockey that hockey fan. exists, yes. Come on, this is the home <laughs> okay, of Stanley Cup champs here. There you go. So the, in Canada, the, the Leafs are kind of like the Yankees, right? So they're, they're Canada's team. So in 2004, the NHL puts in league-wide drug testing, and this is something that all the pro sports were starting to, to put in. So Matt, being in charge of the nutrition, not only for the Leafs, but he was kind of the go-to guy in the league, he called on all the supplement companies that were supplying the league and said, hey, you know, there's league-wide drug testing now. Um, not only are we going to need your drug testing documentation, but proof of what's on your labels in your product. And, I mean, he was calling some very, you know, wealthy, reputable companies at the time, and not a single company was able to get back to him or provide him any documentation. So he went to the league and said, hey, this is, this is a serious problem here. I, I, I really can't vouch for anything on the marketplace now, and... I mean, not only is my reputation on the line, but our players are in danger here. You know, what do you recommend? So his team, the Leafs, who knew Matt had a, um, a history and product formulation, what have you, they said, well, why don't you just make something? You know, I mean, uh, we trust you and you get it drug tested and then we'll just use that. So he said that was kind of his opportunity. So what he did is he went and made his own product. He started with something that the athletes could use before and during the games. And he had it drug tested at HFL Labs 
in London, England, which tests as per WADA standards. That was at the time. Now the NSF uh, drug testing is the gold standard, gold standard for North America, what have you, and that's what the BioSteel products are tested with, as well as HFL Labs. So what he did is he went and made, out a, made a product for his athletes that he used with the Leafs, and the Olympians he trained, and the NFL athletes he trained during the summer. And literally from 2004 to 2009, he, this was not available for resale. Matt just simply tested on, on his athletes, and based on the results he got with all the different tests that he would do, he would just tweak the product accordingly to the feedback he got, the scientific feedback, and as well as a lot of the ver- verbal feedback. I mean, the very first product he made, you know, tasted awful. They said, hey, the ingredients are great, but we can't drink this because we can't hold it down type thing. So he kind of naturally let the product evolve for a good, you know, five, six, seven years. And just to give you guys a little bit of history on the supplement business, how it usually works is, you know, a marketing guy or a salesperson will say, hey, there's a need for this in the marketplace. It has to be at this price point. Make me one. And so that, as you can tell just from saying that, that kind of compromises on the ingredients and what have you. So for Matt, he was never selling this thing, and it was just strictly based on the results his athletes were getting. So there was no budget constraints. There was no price points. It was just, hey, let's make the best possible product we can. So... Uh, fast forward to 2009, 2010, um, I link up with Matt. I find out about this great product, all the pro athletes he has using it, and we leak it out into the NHL because that's where our sources were. And before you know it, we had all the teams in the playoffs at the time using the product. And just like anything else, word spreads. And present day today, we have almost the entire NHL ordering product, half of Major League Baseball, a good group in the NBA, um, a lot of the PGA golfers now, we have about 20 of the top 50 guys in the world having the product delivered to their uh, locker every week. And it's really just grown rapidly based, based on the quality of the product and the safety that it provides the athletes. And there's a couple things that are different. I mean, the, the main product is um, it's, it's the BioSteel High Performance Sports Drink. So that, yeah. what we call that is that's um, affectionately known as Drink the Pink. That's kind of our Drink big thing pink. on Twitter or Facebook. Drink the Pink. Drink so the whenever pink. you guys see so whenever you see some pink stuff coming out of a sponsored bottle in one of the major leagues, it's usually BioSteel. Awesome. Uh, and what happened, what happened there is it's, it, that product there is very different than a lot of the um, energy drinks or sports drinks that you'd see on the marketplace. So it contains our product contains no sugar, no caffeine, no artificial flavors or preservatives. So for the golf guys, that the last one, it freaked them out a little bit in the beginning because – they're, they're obviously playing an outdoor sport, and with no artificial flavors or preservatives in a product, if you leave it in the sun, it'll naturally change color you over time. So, Whoa. So drink the pink and up going blue. a little bit orange and a little bit yellow, exactly. So our color actually comes from red beets. That's where the natural color comes from, and it's still perfectly fine to drink when it changes color. And what it, really, what it really is is a testament that there's no crap in there. There's no preservatives. There's no artificial flavors. It's gluten-free, vegan-friendly, and we've also had great results with diabetic athletes as well. All right, drink the yellow. I don't know about drink the yellow. I was a little skeptical of drink the pink, but drink the yellow. Drink the pink. When you're, playing, not good. When you're playing indoor volleyball, it's drink the pink. Uh, <laughs> the, um, it kind of it spread through pro sports pretty quickly, and we had a lot of pro athletes ordering online via our website. And, um, you know, so I saw a lot of these names coming up, and I was Googling them, and a bunch of the guys on the – uh, U.S. men's volleyball team ordering products. So I said, hey, th- you know, this is unique. This is a new sport that we're getting into. So that's how I was first in touch with Reed. And uh, he explained to me his situation, you know, the longevity that he's getting out of his career. And he really respected what we were doing from a product standpoint. So we thought, you know, what a great fit to, you know, um, provide some product to this athlete and, and let it get out there into the world of volleyball. 
And I mean, it's 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 really been a it's really been a great fit. I mean, when I talk about longevity, if if I can liken it to other sports, I mean, I mean, here's the example I use here, guys. So take a take a take any athlete, really, any professional athlete. So their game time, let's say their game time is around seven o'clock at night, right? So back in the day, what a lot of these guys were doing is they were taking a lot of uppers. They were taking caffeine-based things, a lot of sugar-based things, That's and way that. worse, just to get up, just to get up and ready for your game, right? So you you play your game's done at about ten thirty at night. You're wired for sound, but the problem is you've got practice the next day at seven a.m. Well, how are you going to get to bed? How are you going to get the proper rest to prepare for your long season and and get up the next morning? Well, you're gonna you're gonna take it down. Are you gonna take an Ambien to sleep? Some guys like to drink beers. Whatever the case is. Well, once you wake up at you know six thirty in the morning to make that seven o'clock practice, well, how are you gonna get yourself back up there? You're going to take another upper. You're going to be drinking a lot of caffeine, sugar-based things. And what it does, it, it becomes a vicious cycle on the athlete, and especially when they're competing year-round. And after, you know, five, six, seven years of competition, this really really starts to wear not only on the body but on the brain. And one thing that, that, that BioSteel has been able to provide the athletes with is is something that's consistent. So the feedback is, you know, you don't feel this when you're using our sports drink to drink the pink you don't feel this big upper. You just kind of feel consistent energy levels and you're still able to go to bed the next night, but you're still able to perform effectively and you're still able to go about your daily life and wake up and maintain your normal bodily functions. And from a longevity standpoint, I mean, that's, that's what everyone's looking towards now to prolong their careers and live that healthier lifestyle. So it's, it's really been a good fit um, with pro sport and now trickled down into the masses with just how people are becoming more educated and, you know, yeah. a lot of what Reed talked about, I heard you guys on the air about his longevity and, you know, and his career and and how, you know, how he's focused towards his goal and real and what have you. And that's a lot of the things that the product line really stands for. And um, it's kind of, it's kind of our, our niche is we've kind of been different than everything else out there. It's, you know, it's not get ripped in six days or grow muscles on top of your muscles. It's, it's a, it's a healthy alternative to all, all of that. And it's really caught on with the pros, which has uh, definitely helped us out for sure. So we're grateful is this for something- that. Is this something that a casual athlete can use and has the same need for when it comes to working out or prepping for, for perhaps being a weekend warrior if you're on a reasonable training program throughout the week in an effort to participate during the weekend? Definitely, definitely. I mean, even more so, it, it's 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 really a healthy alternative to stuff like five-hour energy. I don't mean, sorry, I don't want to call it other companies, but it's a healthy alternative to other caffeine and sugar-based drinks on the market. I mean, a lot of we have business business executives that, that just drink biosteel throughout the day as opposed to coffee, just because they like feeling good and con, good and consistent throughout their day. So it, it's definitely for your everyday person. I mean, people are naturally dehydrated to begin with, so it's something that helps you drink more water. Um, and like I said, we've had great success with diabetics as well, and it really is for the everyday person as well. All right, if people want more information, uh, John, on your product here, where do they need to go? Uh, B-I-O-S-T-E-E-L.com would be the best. If you're a Twitter person, you could search uh, hashtag drink the pink and uh, check out what everybody's saying about it. Nice. All right, and we're going to give away a drink pack here on the show a little bit later in the show. Uh, I want it. Great. You want it? <laughs> well, yeah, Great. we need to be Perfect. all amped up the show. We need to be all pumped up, Yeah. right? I mean, I work out five days a week. I took some uppers, and I'm about to take a downer right now. <laughs> <laughs> Stop that. Well, we got we got some coming down to the station for you guys. That's for sure. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, very John. good. Well, hey, John. Thanks very much for joining us. We'll uh, we'll try out your product. We'll continue to talk to Reed about it, and people can find out more information at biosteel.com. Seems like you have a lot of 
great athletes on here, and uh, even if we're calling golfers athletes, but that's fantastic. <laughs> thanks very much, John. All right, guys. Thanks for having me. Take care. All right. We'll see you, John Salenza. They're CEO and co-founder of BioSteel, and and this this is an important thing for athletes. Back in as early as 2001, we were talking about this internally at the training center. A lot of athletes, because of WADA coming in and USADA coming in, and the need for hey, I need to know for sure. I need a guarantee. I need a, a test result from the WADA people from their yeah. lab saying this stuff is clean. Don't play this game of it's on me all the time, the athlete, where like I'm sticking my neck out. Yeah. My whole career is based on some can of stuff that I bought at GNC or some other. Yeah, the tainted place. Snickers bar. Yeah, yeah uh, supplements, supplements, the whole market is just kind of a shady thing because, like he was saying, people would just mix stuff together. I need at this price yeah. point, so there'd be, yeah. you know, you, you claim there's stuff in it, you don't really know, and then the, the tests on the athletes tend to be a lot more intricate than the tests on the actual product prior to That's packaging. A great point. And then you're... Richard, thanks for coming today, Dustin. Good yeah, job. I'm out. <laughs> and, and this is important because people, as as the, the knowledge of the human body has progressed, as the knowledge of what the needs of the human body at a professional level has progressed, it's obvious that unless you're on an incredibly strict provided diet, and it's almost impossible to get all the uh, optimum nutrients yeah. without some sort of supplement. You cannot, you don't have a private chef waiting that has five ounces of broccoli that contains the right uh, yeah. amount of amino acids, and then you're going to have uh, three and a half ounces of chicken, and it's going to be prepared in such a way that you're not adding fat to it and you know yeah. impeding what, what the good stuff is, and so on and so forth. To have all these meals and all that massive planning, that's something that only a, a Ray Lewis or a, a Eddie George or somebody to, to think of guys that I, I know who had personal chefs, who had a guy who was really on top of it. You yeah. have to have a massive amount of money. something like this. This is needed, and you've seen it kind of creep, but to Dustin's point, it's been very shady. It's been just kind of fly-by-night, thrown together by guys in labs, and this this seems to be more of a, a development and now back-testing with WADA to prove that it, it meets those requirements. Yeah, this product says, look, you don't have to worry about us because we're tested through the company that tests you as an athlete. Yeah. You're going to feel a whole lot better about that. When all the beach players were going to China for two weeks – Packing their own meat. Packing their own meat. Packing like zip yeah. Ziploc bags of protein powder and stuff like yeah. that, which I'm not sure that you could walk through security and just have a Ziploc bag of a kilo of protein powder. I'm not sure they might want to put it over think, for that. I don't think you've got a kilo. Package, you shouldn't package it like a kilo. Oh, my yeah. bad. So. At least don't have it a brick in duct tape. <laughs> duct tape. Yeah. Or select chocolate as opposed to the vanilla flavoring just for the visual representation. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but even I travel with my own stuff. I I have some supplement stuff down here that I take with me. Whenever I travel, because on the road, it's hard to find food. Well, if especially, I'm in Buffalo, there's nothing healthy to eat in all of Buffalo. Well, also especially like if you don't have a car. Like I could just be right. suspect to the Whatever's one on mile side. area yeah. that's around me. Or right. like if I'm on stage DJing for 12 straight hours, like... Yeah, they're like yeah, we, we didn't get to it. But Bulls, yeah, you, you need to be sponsored. You need to be sponsored. DJs are an important part of any any company's. Uh, profile or any company stable of people. Look, DJs. I've, I've talked to some companies about. I'm not the typical DJ where like I'm not up there drinking, doing other things, raging my face off. Like I'm actually because of the hours that I work. Yeah. Like I'm actually healthier than most DJs that I know, but I do that because of the hours that I work. I don't want. I never feel the need to take to drink uppers. Know, uppers. Yeah. Uh, 36 ounce monster. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, oh, that's, that's bad. But that's just like I don't feel like I need that because I'm trying to be healthier. 
Yeah. So these type of products, I'm all for. I definitely I think turn that, over Rachel McIntosh. I here. think I can't that get her uh, over I think that Team BioSteel could definitely use the Net Live staff, like right there next to their NHL players and their Olympians, and just be like the Net Live. Can I stand next because to Sheila it shows people who aren't. we support the Net Live's programming, and they, they're not taking <laughs> uppers every morning and downers every night. I don't need to take an upper to do yeah. the show, guys. If you're going to put me next to somebody, I'd like to be put next to Heather Moisey or Sheila Reed. If you're going to put me next to somebody. Okay. All please right. please don't put me next to Evan Mathis. I don't know who they he are, but I bet both me. of those girls are in better shape than Kevin is. They are, definitely. Are one you of kidding me? A, I'm going to take my shirt off right now. One of them is a rugby please. player. The other one's like a please don't, Kevin. distance runner, but it's amazing. Is that what Heather is? she a rugby player? Yeah, rugby and bobsled, I think it's in. Oh, yes. Bobsled. Sorry, it is Canadian. If I, they, I like a good challenge. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they... Uh, that's a really cool cool product. I'm glad that you asked Kevin about for the layperson because uh, I'm I'm into that sort of nutrition and stuff like that. And I definitely guinea pig myself in terms of trying diets and cleanses and that all that crap that's out there and seeing how it makes you feel. And uh, I'd be interested to see how drinking the pink makes me feel. <laughs> Put it that way. Golfers on there. I've never seen. You don't see too many golfers, uh, you know, as endorsed athletes per. For supplements, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think it was Tiger and David Duvall back in the day. Now, now he's a sloppy mess. Yeah. Like David Duvall used to be in good shape. Tiger's, Duvall's on nothing right now. Yeah, Tiger's buff. Beers, Tiger yeah. is buff. Tiger's yeah, buff. he's one of the first, though, to really be in good shape. He definitely he? was the first that actually took the training regimen to a new level in, in, in golf. golf. Yeah. Because well, a lot of guys thought it would mess up their swing. Yep. And can, can we credit, say, Karch Karai and Michael Ken Jordan? Steffes with being a couple of the first guys to really be Hitting the weights hard in volleyball? Yeah. Sure. I, I don't And, and taking about training that, yeah. more seriously in beach volleyball? Sure. Because I, I think back then you, you look at like a Hovland, a Dodd, a... Um, the best way, to, yeah, I mean, if you go back guys, further, Von Hagen, Mangus, Lee... They were cut and in shape, but, but nobody playing, was Hooper, strong because was from, you just play you all played the time. all day. Right. You just, you were really in but you didn't great train. playing shape. You trained right. by playing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and then you'd crush some six-packs and... Be ready to go, but yeah, the downers. Think, there's the downers. There's the downers. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, Kent was in phenomenal, phenomenal shape. Karch even, even to yeah, but I singled out Kent because even, even to, you know, the the detriment of his maybe social relationships with guys on the rest of the tour, and he got a lot of bad raps because of that. Because they wanted they to go out, drinking. go out and drinking. He was yeah. like, I'm gonna go, you know, get a quick workout and go to sleep. And guys right. didn't like that because it wasn't the. They're like, yeah, that's not part of the beach volleyball. It wasn't the culture. But when, yeah. I think when more money come into it, and you're like, wait a second, if I the advantage I'm going to get is if I'm healthier, yeah. stronger, awake, not hungover. Drink beers, spend a hundred bucks on buying drinks for the ladies and my buddies, yeah, or go to sleep and maybe do better in the tournament tomorrow and make an extra fifteen or twenty thousand dollars. Well, that's that's also, an easy choice for me. That's also no what made the supplement market what it is now. I don't even know how much billion dollars of a market okay, opportunity is there because Unbelievable. because now that you're now that you're having all this influx of money into an industry and it's based more on physicality and, and the shape that you're in, um, there, all of a sudden there's another market opened up that says, hey, here's how you can be even better yeah. than you are right now. Yeah, I'm looking legally. around, legally. Look, look around yeah. the products here. They have the sports drink you talked about. They have an advanced recovery formula, and they also have a whey protein isolate. I mean, that's been – I need the recovery. I'd like to try all of them. Yeah, I, I would too. Because I, I mean, I, literally, I I work out. I work. Well, we'll try it on the show. We'll let everybody know. Four or five days a, a week, and I train to to ride on the weekends and ride. I gotta have a reason. Ride what? I rode Saturday. Four motos. Ride. Drink, drink, drink. Yeah. Drink um, the pink. Maybe we should drink the pink instead of drinking. Yeah, Kevin. Um, 
back to like the raging of the AVP. The yeah. um, AVP put a video up of Mike Dodd talking about. Yeah. Did you see that? Wild Americans. Him in Rio. And, yeah, him and Hav were just like outraging the night before and in Rio. It was like it was like the first tournament that the Americans were in Rio, like eighty nine or ninety. Maybe. And they were in the finals the next day, and they went out raging. And somebody came and knocked on their hotel room door and was like, "You were on center court in five minutes. Five minutes. Otherwise, you forfeit the match." Somehow looking for you. Yeah. Somehow they. Had somebody's scooter. I don't know if they stole the scooter, if they brought the scooter, if they beat somebody up to get yeah, the scooter. Yeah, he said it was the guy who came and woke them up. Yeah. Like, shoved him off it. Like, so we need this. Dodd and Hobb are on the scooter was there, together. Was there room for two in that hall? In that hall? Yeah, just holding. They're just holding on to each other. Like, yeah. they basically said they, like, dumb and dumb. rode the scooter onto, like, basically almost the court, jumped off it, and ran onto the court and immediately called a timeout. Yeah. Won the match. Got second in the But that's not going to – you can't but, do but that to as much point. today. To my point. Why did Karch and Kent start going on that win streak? Yeah. Because I was around the beach as a young man at that point. Really? And certain beach professionals that I saw there, their training regiment was come down at 11 o'clock or noon, play two matches, two sets, be done, Games. smoke out for a while. <laughs> that was their regiment. Yeah. And you knew they weren't lifting because you looked at their body and it wasn't so good. And you had Karch and Kent annihilating them yeah, every weekend. Yeah, in a row or something? Yeah, because... Because they were serious about doing it. They weren't serious about the lifestyle. They were serious about making a living at it. Well, and that's why. There's making a living and there's living the lifestyle. Well, and that's where, like, some people say the lifestyle died, in which, if you want to be taken as a serious professional sport. Right. You can't. Tough to be both. Correct. 100%. And yeah. people complain about that, and hey, tough. Back to the uh, biosteel, though. I mean, yeah. one thing. That I've noticed is that I will go into... Yes, we're blaming Karch and Kent yeah. on the demise of the AVP. <laughs> I will go into... Totally blaming them, according to the message. Way to take that one at the end. Good yeah. job. As a, uh, as a non-athlete, I guess, non-serious athlete, I'll go into Costco or whatever and get protein powder that's like... The five-pound bag? The cheapest. Or, yeah, the five... Exactly. Yeah. Like, I don't know what's in it. I mean, I think it's good because it says protein powder on it, right? No. Not that, no. Ask Nicole. Call Nicole up. She's, she'll tell you everything. Call me, Nicole. Need. Yeah. All right, we're going to play some Coach's Corner music because I think you probably have an international number up there, don't you? You got going. No, looks like Mr. Reed Pretty again. Should we bring him back in like twice in one show? Is that nah, okay? I can keep going. No, he's, I'm gonna keep oh, no, he's gone. Yeah, he's, no, he's out. He's diving away. I can talk about Memorial no. Day weekend. We're going to talk about awesome. It was Summer fun. is here in Southern California. Nice weather this Finally. weekend. You could get some siding out time on the sand every day this weekend if you had wanted to. Friday even, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Beach was packed. Some great sports over the weekend. Two Game 7s. I know that uh, John Salenzo there talked about hockey. Two Game 7s coming up in the Western Conference this week. Kings-Sharks tonight for a trip yeah. to the Western Conference. In L.A., L.A. right? Yeah, I may yeah, actually Staples. tune in for that one. Game uh, love a Game 7. Both Game 7s. Sunday, this is not quite motocross, but Indy 500. Yep, I watched it. It was amazing. I've been twice. It's awesome. 66 lead changes. Double, about worth, double, yeah, almost double. Double the the previous record set last year. Yes, Jeremy. Nicole's brother has a company called Hypno. dot com. Yes, they sponsored Tony Kanon. Tony Kanon. Yes, I thought he was Hydroxycut. He was. They were one of the smaller sponsors of gotcha. the uh, Shield. But that was. I thought that was really cool. I, was, I ended up watching. I didn't watch all 36 hours of the race, no. but it was on in the house, so the whole race was on the whole time. I yeah. was checking, doing things. I, I watched the last 75 laps. Kept checking yeah. in, and like it was an exciting. I mean, it actually so. was an exciting race. It really was. Yeah. And uh, and I want to drive one of those cars. If the you new heard, cars have made a difference. Yeah, if you heard deal. a lot about TK Tony Kanon's story, I mean that's his 12th, I think, 
Indy yeah. 500, and he'd never won before, and right. really touching. And he got like seconds and fourths, bunch and of thirds. seconds, yeah. and and finished under caution and won because he made a good move on like three laps left or something. That was really cool. It was a little anticlimactic that there was a crash at the yeah, fifth that lap happens and a, a lot. crash at the third lap, and but, but that why, happens. That's why NASCAR went to the yellow. What what do they call it? The green white checkers. Yeah. Green green white checker flag that where they throw it out. It's two lap sprint. Yeah, and that's it. Even because they'll go extra lap. But, but it was cool why. with that last move they made. Like at least there was that. Yeah. Before there was one more. Yeah, caution. they like, had there him, was. They had him on the radio, and he's like, "I'm going all or nothing." I'm doing it. Yeah, I'm yeah. doing it. Yeah. If I crash, then that's what happened. That and was it, really cool. And, <laughs> and they didn't touch his car, other than tires and that's gasoline. They didn't do anything else to yeah. his car the whole race. The whole race. Whole race is what they said. Didn't touch it. Didn't make any yeah. adjustments. Well, I know these new cars have made a big difference as and far everybody as everybody should be drunk by now. They look and, cooler. And the cars look cool. The, the back of it almost looks like a go kart, like a racing go kart. Mm-hmm. It's got the big fins over the tires now. Yeah. Are people not used to seeing that in an Indy car? But 66 lead changes, and it was. I mean, we say it was anticlimactic at the end. That's only because the back and forth. Yeah. Even sometimes two changes in the lead in a single lap through that last 75 or so was unreal. It was yeah. fun to watch. That was great. What else happened? There's a lot of great weekend in sports Memorial Day always is. Uh, FIVB happened in FIVB. Argentina. Corrientes. Corrientes. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, pretty good showing by the Americans, both on the men's and the women's side. Thanks no, to Steve Klaskin for sending us links no, to the no FIVB wins, website. as it were, but um, April, April and Jen, Final Four. I think they took third, right? Fourth. Fourth. They play out fourth, I guess. And uh, they played for the bronze and they got fourth. Gotcha. And then we're Jake and Casey on the uh, men's side going to another final and they took second. And they are now the number one ranked team in the world. In the world. That's how about that? All the world. Whole world. I got the whole. And so who's Jake Gibb going to play with next year? That's what I keep wondering. I why, keep wondering why? it every week. Because you think Kay Patterson is going to dump him? Look, you have to. If you do well with Jake Gibb, you get rid of him. That's, That's the role what you have to do. Have his whole career. Look, Casey Patterson was on the show, picked up Ryan Doherty. Said, and you can hear it in our intro. It's a really funny intro because he said he's thinking about the next four the years. The next four years with Ryan. Right. Yeah. Ryan leaves Casey for Todd Rogers. Right. Finishes where this week? But that's what. 17th, I think. Yes. But that was the right decision, by the way. Yes. Because you're going to learn more from Todd right now. Absolutely. Than you are with Casey. Casey has added 85 pounds of muscle, apparently, in the offseason. By the way, and is Casey out now well weighs 472 pounds. For at each week, he just adds more weight. He jumps 56 inches. And he doesn't take any uh, supplements. And what I hear that Jake is playing really, really well. Supposedly. Especially at the net. Spikering. Spikering, yes. Yeah. And they're in the, uh, they're in, there's a World Cup this week or something. Like It's like the top ten. In, in Brazil? Campanas. Brazil. Yeah. It's, 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 and they're in it. Yeah, they're in it, and Who April else? and Jan are in it on the women's side. And that's it. No, there's there's two two pools of five. It's it's a it's a World Cup. It's like 10, I, I 10 understand, teams. but that's it for it. Americans. Oh, I'm gonna find out. Because I don't think <laughs> are the professor and the avatar. No, oh, pardon me, avatar. Not. In it? They're not Definitely in the top not. ten. Yeah, not the avatar. I'm sorry, avatar. avatar. Definitely not. They're not in it. Okay. I'm gonna find. I'll find it for you. Bring on the World Cup. Final. Well, congratulations to those two guys and, and Casey Patterson. We've had him here on the show a number of times, all the way back to when he played with Kevin Wong. BJ Evans, only one U.S. team per gender. Okay. Thank you, BJ. Yeah, all the way back to when uh, when Casey played with Kevin Wong, and he's just working at it. He just has always seemed like a good guy and a genuine guy who's bringing it on Tuesday as hard as he brings it on, on Saturday during the tournament. Literally, like, that's really cool. Bringing it as hard on Tuesday. Bring, bringing the yes. boom. Screaming, bring yelling, boom. cheering, in practice. It's, same so, way fun. it's so fun watching him uh, play in like the King of the Beach events when he plays with somebody like Phil. And and he just doesn't know what to do because Casey's bringing the boom on every yeah <laughs> like on every play and every guy, single and play. Guy, the other guy's really mellow and he's like I, what 
what do I do? Yeah, what, what and just do a I... reminder, Rosie and Phil did not play in Argentina because Phil was having a baby. I don't know if they had the baby, I hadn't heard. Phil was pregnant? Phil was pregnant. You said that last time, that joke's not funny. <laughs> I think I said it last week, did I? Anyways, uh, also in other news, in indoor, there was a red-blue scrimmage, although it ended up being white-red yeah. scrimmage, for the U.S. men's national team. It was won in four sets, three sets to one. Who won? By red the or white team. That was in San Juan? Right. That was in San Juan? Yeah, it was at J. Sarah High School. Again, way south. Can we, I don't know, it's pretty far south. Yeah. But uh, good opportunity to see them. And I want some video. B.J. Evans. USA Volleyball, post these scrimmages so people can watch them if they're unable to get to the scrimmage itself because it's three hours away. But youth was served. I think Matt Garhoff was there, right? San Diego? He was. He was uh, sitting next to uh, Marv Dunphy, who was in attendance. Nice. But let's get this stuff up on the the Internet. I mean, look, we... It's a scrimmage, though. I could have, you know, skip my kid's birthday or, you know, skip work or whatever to go and watch it because it's possible. Somebody lives in Minnesota. They can't drive to J. Sarah High School. I'm sorry. They're not flying in for the white-red scrimmage. But people would like to see this stuff. Get it up on air. And I don't care if the coaches don't want it out there. I don't care what the coaches say. You're the organization. Tell the coaches tough crap. Let me ask video you up this. There. Are you going to watch a scrimmage? Will fan, I watch those matches? You, maybe. Is a fan going to watch the scrimmage? Like, are you going to get enough people to watch it where it's worthwhile to put it up? It's free to put it up, first of all. Not live stream, but to put it up afterwards on YouTube is After, zero dollars. You film it, but it's not. They always free film it. it. Okay. They always it, they they always film it. What kind of angles are they shooting from? I don't even care. From behind. Here's here, it's the best angle. Yeah. That's what I've heard. Here here's my point. I I, I think that you're not. Are you going to gain a bunch of fans off putting the scrimmage up? I would say probably not. Yeah. Are you at least going to offer an opportunity for someone to become a fan? Yes. Do you have to offer opportunities for people to become fans so they become fans? can never get someone to buy your product without offering your product for sale. True. Well, right? the, the benefit to me would be from somebody that doesn't know all as much on the indoor side as I would get to know the players more. Hey, personally. Look, look, like I could put faces with like I hear you guys talk about on the show you say names like I hear the names but I don't necessarily know the faces. If you and I are buddies, if if continue. If you and I are buddies <laughs> and and you're really into to volleyball and you say to me Dude, you ought to check this out. These guys in the men's national team, they're doing some amazing stuff. There's all kind of new guys. This guy, Sorelio, uh, is pretty good. Torelli. Tony Torelli. <laughs> Tony Torelli is really good, and I want you to see this guy play this sport. This sport's unbelievable. Here's what you ought to need to do. You want to check it out? Go read this press release. Yeah. Does that have any impact on the guy you're trying to pass it along to? Yeah, that's true. I'm with you on that. No, but if you say to me, here, dude, click on this YouTube video. Watch this guy. He's number 21. So then just make some highlights. <laughs> No, show the whole goddamn thing. But didn't somebody? Didn't you say somebody had a problem with? They didn't want to give it. That was Hugh. That was Hugh. We had him here on air talking about it. Because we you're know showing how your practice, then you're I, giving right. advantage. Do I we know how John feels about it. I told him that I hated him, and that it was dumb nice. between us way because to, of that. Way to feel he never spoke to you ever again. Yeah. No, and my point. Is, my point is this: way to, team coach. way to burn bridges. You've never done that before. I made this point to to some <laughs> folks at USA Volleyball yesterday, or whatever the one the week. You are the organization. You are that person's boss. You are Karch's boss. You are John Spraw's boss. It's true. You tell them the tape goes up on the Internet because we're promoting our sport, we're promoting our players, we're promoting our organization. That's what we're doing. Deal with it. If you don't want it up on there, don't play the scrimmages. Oh, wait, no, you're playing the scrimmages too because we say you're playing the scrimmages to promote the sport. Well, That's part of the organization's job. There's nothing to be gained. I mean, yes, okay, they'll see this guy play. 
So what? They see the guy play in their professional leagues. They see the guy play in all the national team matches. There is no lack of videotape in the world. You're not holding on to something. This isn't the age of the VHS where you have the VHS and no one else has it in the entire world. All that stuff's up online. All those matches are available. You're not hiding anything about Max Holt hitting wrist away every time. Can I say that BJ does a good job of posting the, they do. the uh, summary and the stats and all that, but you just want more. You want this video. is not well, a BJ said, Evans problem. This is an no. organizational decision that needs to be changed. And Justin, Tony did have a good match, by the way, Tony Girelli. As said last Cirelli? week, BJ doesn't tune in for Kevin because she hates him. She tunes in to hear me and anybody else. Okay, I'm Kevin. here. Yep, Girelli. Yes. C-H. You, but, uh, True Italian pronunciation. Good. Right there. Good article about how young the team is, or at least yeah, how young team that those teams were was at uh, the other night. What, yeah. What's funny is you always think that all these guys are going to take over, and then you start seeing some of the same names when it comes down to it. Because every day in practice, it's hard to beat those guys. Well, like Reed said, it's going to play out, right? Are those talk- guys going to be around? Or? Yeah, I love the folks on Volley Talk who were anointing whomever. Oh, he's way better. He's the best. Player. He's the best setter. In college, because you're so good in college. One match. I would like to talk to Reed off record. Just to get his real opinion on everything. Yeah. And if there's guys that he's eyeing right now in the gym, like, yeah, yeah, you're good, you're good. But he really wants to, like, cut his head off. Can't believe they won 35 straight matches in, in Turkey. Turkey. And then lost the finals. Yeah. Whoops. Bummer. 35 is a lot. That's a lot amazing. Of matches, period. You don't even remember what it's like to lose at that point. Average age of the World League roster last year, 29.6 years. Average age this year, 27.1. That's so is change. this kind of telling us what Sprawl is going to do? He's going to try out the young guys right now and see what happens? For two years, absolutely. Why wouldn't you? 100%. And then after that, I think you, you might see some changes. You might not. But he, I know, said the, the previous four years there were not enough chances taken early to play young guys and develop young guys. It so makes then, total sense. I mean, why would you have well, guys like Reed and Clay on the court right now? You would, it, yeah. There's no reason. Well, we talked about that before. Like, Sprawl, there was no right or wrong answer to what he does right now. In hindsight, sure, maybe. So, like, right now, like, take – why wouldn't you take a chance? Exactly. Why not take chances? Then how do you – okay, let's say you use these – the younger guys for two years. How do you work the veterans back in to see who's going to stay and who's not? How does that happen? That's why I'm not the coach. Not yet. No, not yet. I'm still available, though, and I – You're available to be the assistant, you and Furby. You guys are neighbors. You can carpool. Awesome assistant. I even – uh, Have you been watching the, the put calls? On the on the, the chat board, that if yeah. if uh, they need me to be the new czar of USAV Beach Volleyball, I'm available. I just want you to go to practice. I want that to be my title, though. And just like to Reed to stand down the line, and you get to stand on the box and just pepper balls at yeah. him. Yeah, except it'll be easy for him to dig. Oh, obviously. I'll fire up the ball machine. Instead. Yeah. <laughs> I think Batch that would be a, a great title on a card, czar. Yeah, czar of USAV Beach Volleyball. I'm local. I mean, the office is right down the street. I'll ride my bike. Good for the environment. Will you wear shoes instead of flip-flops? Sure. Okay. Whatever they want. I'll wear pants. <laughs> yeah, that. long pants. Be long nicest, pants, right? I'll be the nicest dressed guy in USAV Beach history. We're, we've been waiting on Kevin Hambly here. <laughs> history. Best-looking guy as well, but I didn't want to say that. <laughs> we're right trying to get Kevin Hambly. Not best abs. Sean Scott works there. He, he is. True. He has 19 abs. 36. <laughs> he has to. He's not playing anymore. Yeah, maybe now have, down to 19. Yeah. Are we done doing shots off of Jake Gibbs' stomach? What? Who? Who are you talking about? No. Who are you talking about? What are you talking about? Clip that. All right. That's awkward. It was awesome. Who are you talking about? Who's got it? Sean Scott. Sean, oh, Sean Scott. Oh, Neighbors. Neighbors. Sean, Sean Scott. 19 abs. All right. We're still waiting on Kevin Hambly. He has his team over there in Italy. They landed in Venice, went sightseeing for a couple of days. They've been playing in Bologna. And they will be playing uh, Bergamo tomorrow. They're supposed to be playing this evening. 
so we're working on maybe that match went a little bit long. Or it's taking a while to connect from Italy. Could be taking a while to connect from Italy, but uh, that's another opportunity that we have to talk to a coach from overseas. I want to make sure you say congratulations to those Boyce, Boyce Banquet honorees. Kevin Tuig took home the Friar Award, which is the highest award in U.S. Boyce Volleyball. Banquet, like Matt Boyce? Not Matt Boyce. <laughs> it is spelled what the same. What is the Friar Dorothy Award? Dorothy Boyce. Friar Award is for service to the sport over uh, a lifetime or a long time. And uh, it's a very honorable award. Lots of people uh, in the volleyball world have had it. Uh, lots of people in the higher levels of volleyball. And this is not just a play. It's not a player award. This is an administrative and other award. You have to have given more than just say, a playing career to the sport. But Kevin Tuig, longtime supporter of USA Volleyball, and has done a tremendous amount of work on the board, on the Finance and Budget Committee. Uh, congratulations to him. Lindsey Berger was supposed to be there. Uh-huh. Got turned around by the weather. I took 24 hours to get there. Did, did not get turned around by the weather, but she was traveling a day later. Did so she retire? I would have been turned around as well. No, she played in Italy this past year. She did? I like her. Yeah, she was going to quit, but then got uh, got some good offers. Italy? Maybe it was Turkey or Azerbaijan, but got some great offers, so she went back. And who else was there? Cuba Cutchin was there. I wasn't there, but I was available to go if they needed me as your understudy. Excellent. Excellent. I could use an understudy. Per standard Operating procedure. Well, you know, it's supposed to work that way, right? Geter, yeah. Geter does a job. Yeah. He leaves. I take over. Y- I leave. Unless he... You should take over. Y- that's what it should be. Yeah, unless Geter somehow slides backwards. Then it all goes back a rung. Yeah. On the totem pole. McGee. He'll be in here one day again, but no. He's off. He's at Legoland to today. Is that where he is? Yeah. Boy, oh boy. He couldn't make the show today because he definitely would have got a ticket. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it is a Tuesday. But he's, uh, yeah, Wally World today. Um, let's talk about the post you put on the NetLive Facebook page the other day of people juggling. I watched that. I Credit was, to Brandon Rosenthal for bringing that one. I don't here. know where I was, but I had to watch it on mute on my phone. <laughs> so I didn't know if there was like dialogue or commentary. But the fact that these fools were juggling bowling pins is what it looked like. Probably yeah. lighter than bowling pins. But they were competing with each other and basically knocking the crap out of each other. They're not called players or participants. They're actually called fools. Yes, that's yes. And like not them specifically, but whatever just happened. Whatever that league is, whatever people are throwing. They are juggling three bowling pins and trying to whack the other bowling pins out of the hands of these other guys inside of a small arena that has allegedly ESPN banners on it. Last man standing wins. Right. So you And there's commentators. Once, once one of your pins hits the ground, you're out. It looks to me like a scene from, from Dodgeball on the Ocho. I, this has got to be a scene from someone's parody film, and they printed up a bunch of ESPN banners and put it up. Well, it looks like, like maybe, they were trying, show. maybe they were trying to sell it because I didn't see any fans in the background. It was just like being at a <laughs> Laker game when it was super dark in the background, and all you can see is the court. Yeah, it looked like a giant warehouse yeah. with like a, a felt court in the middle of nowhere. I, but, I, but I hope that's not getting TV coverage because if don't it, is, think it is, then we're really – Yeah, we're in a bad place. I mean, already, place. already women's team collegiate bowling is on the deuce. We should call it the deuce. The deuce. That's what it is on those times. I'm kind of bummed because there's a lot of volleyball going on on Universal Sports and CBS Sports or whatever. Yeah. I get neither one of those channels. Upgrade, bro. I don't know what to upgrade, bro. Who's doing the FIVB? Dane and... NBC. Oh, who's who's hosting? Yeah, is it Dane I and... Uh, don't know. I'm not trying to think. Bad. Put in some phone calls. A couple guys. They've had that locked up for a while. Universal Sports actually moved from around here to Denver. They're getting like 23 hours of TV coverage. Here in the States. Yeah. Who is? FIVB event. When? 
The Long Beach one? Yep. Starts the Long on, Beach That's one? amazing. Starts on Tuesday. Everybody should go, by the way. If it turns out to be what they say it's going to be, it's going to be a massive event. Can we broadcast from there, Kevin? Or do we need... Probably. Do we need electronics and we won't have it, anything like that? Or can we go and be outdoors and actually be an international spectacle like we were meant to be? <laughs> we can be an international spectacle if need be. I mean, think of all the people that you could piss off there. You could you could really burn some bridges internationally. <laughs> that would be awesome. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's exciting, though. They're going to have – I mean, it's one of those things that every time you see it on the schedule at the beginning of the year, you wonder, is it actually going to happen? Is there actually going to be this uh, – I think it's a World Series, they're calling it, right? Correct. At Long Beach. There hasn't been a Long Beach event since the AVP in 2010. Was it 2010, Jeremy? Yeah, that was, that the, was a good uh, one. That was the last event of yeah, that season. It was good. This though. is it. Thanks for coming out, bro. Yeah, it was this is the last event. It was a good event. Sorry, good, you're not going to get paid for the rest of the year. It was a year. good venue, I thought. Done well, and there's parking. Yes. There actually is parking. This event is going to be international play. There's beer. There's going to be fours. There's going to be a six-man oh, really? tournament, which I think they're trying to make it like the Manhattan six-man-ish. Manhattan Beach, Charlie Shakley, six-man, by the way, is on... Um, look on the Manhattan Beach, City of Manhattan Beach. Correct. It's like the week before or the week after this FIVB event. I think it's the week after. I think it's the 31st and the 1st um, or something like that. Yeah. Wednesday and Thursday of that Wednesday week. Wednesday and Thursday. It's moving closer to the weekend. Closer. But this could be interesting. Uh, I found the answer. It is Chris Marlowe and sounds like Dane Blanton doing FIVB coverage. I'm down with that. Like I said, as long as people who know volleyball are doing these events... Sure. Like whoever's doing the CBS events for the AVP, I just want them to know volleyball. I'm available. I'm also available. As soon as Kevin turns down. No, Kevin can do play-by-play, and I can do analysis. And then I can throw things at you guys from the stand. I'd rather be in the DJ booth the booth with yeah. you doing on-court stuff anyway. I'm with you on that. It's more fun. <laughs> and less available. No Kevin Hamley? Nope. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back here on the Net Live. Still to come... More discussions. Oh, wait. That's a caller in the queue. There. Popped up. you want to go to it right now? Yeah. We'll see here. instead. Get the, get the Coach's Corner music going. That was unfortunate oh, timing boy. right there. Yeah, I was better than the end of the show problem we had a couple weeks ago. But I was excited to hear what the musical <coughs> break was going to be, but whatever. We can come back to it. We've got Daft Punk. We have Ghost, Ghost Protocol. Ghost Beach. Ghost Beach. Opportunity. Let's just go to Beach. In cooperation with the American Volleyball Coaches Association, we here at the Net Live are proud to present. Yeah, yeah, change that. Not association. <laughs> proud to present Coach's Corner, an opportunity for us and you to learn more about what it takes to run a program in today's volleyball world, increasingly complicated and important volleyball world. We now want to bring in a coach we've had here on the show. He's only been a national team coach. He's been a coach at the Division One level, taking his fighting Illini all the way to the championship match a couple of seasons ago. And now he's over in Italy, giving them an experience of a lifetime. Please welcome to live once again, Kevin Hambly. Kevin. Hey, guys. Ciao. How are you guys hey, doing? Hey, ciao. So how did the match go tonight? Well, we're actually literally warming up right now for the match, so... Uh, last night, it looked like a match when you got off the plane and tried to play some volleyball. It was pretty bad. Uh, so we're hoping to be better today. How about for your team? Is this the, the first experience many of them have had with being overseas and being in that environment? I think we've had three kids that have left the country besides 
going to Mexico or Cancun with their families. So this is a very, very new experience. But it's more importantly, it's a chance for us to kind of to get more time in the volleyball gym and to play some matches. And uh, they're way more excited about that part of it than actually kind of being in, in Europe. Are your kids really aware of the level that's out there in the world of volleyball? I know you guys played a, a B1, B2 team. Uh, are they aware of what it yeah. really means to play in some of the top professional leagues and what that volleyball looks like? They, we, we try to expose them to uh, international volleyball as much as we possibly can. So, like this spring, we, we sent a videotape of, hey, you know what, this is an outsider from Brazil we think you should watch. Try to you know, try to emulate some of the things that she's doing. And we were talking about this shot. Watch her hit this shot five times, or, you know, five times here versus this block and then versus this block, you know. So we, we exposed them to that, and we watched, we watched Brazil, and we watched Italy, we watched USA. We watched, you know, we watched a lot of the volleyball just to kind of let them know what's out there and so we can shoot for something higher than, you know, just being a, a good college team. I think, you know, you aim high, and hopefully uh, you end up being, you know, a little bit better than, you know, if you keep aiming higher and higher and higher, then you're gonna you're gonna be the best you possibly could be in the time that we have with them. What do you think are the most obvious differences when it comes to looking at your team versus looking at a professional team? Skill level. It's just, uh, I they they just like last night. Every they had a five nine outside hitter, and you know that she played that doesn't look like much. She's a little bit overweight, you know doesn't jump all that high, but she's just tooling the block every single time, hitting high flat, you know, going for the back wall, catching the pinky. Uh, you know, they just they just handle the ball better than any of the college teams. Um, they, they don't make mistakes. It's, just, it's, it's good for our girls to see, like, hey, you can score points in lots of ways. You don't necessarily have to touch 10-5 to score points. You can do it in a variety of ways, and guess what? You can these, – these guys that don't look like much, they're more skilled than you, and we better – we got to catch up from the time that we have. Hey, we talked to Brandon Rosenthal last week. We had his team down in Brazil, and he mentioned the excitement and the atmosphere as the trip started with the women. Was it the same with you? How pumped was your team to be having this experience? I mean, they're ecstatic. I haven't seen them more. I haven't seen them more excited, just enjoying each other or the staff more than they are right now. It's you know, it's kind of a little mini vacation for them, but and then to play volleyball in a, in a unique environment like this. You know, we didn't have a much of a crowd like maybe you'd have in Brazil, but they're, they're geeked and they're, it's just fun for them to be all together and playing with nothing else on their plate. You don't, you don't get this opportunity very often where you get to just play volleyball and not have to worry about anything else. Hey, Kevin, Dustin Aval here. I had a question for you. Just wondering what the reception's like from the Italian fans from the other side. I understand that your girl's probably pretty excited to be there in Italy. How's the reaction from the Italians and, and the fans and, and the other teams as well? Oh, it's great. I mean, the, you know, we got some really tall kids. So we got a kid, Liz McMahon, is six seven, and she, the, the fans were coming up and taking photos with her. And all the, there's a bunch of little kids here last night. There was a, a little junior training, probably a bunch of eight to uh, 12 year olds and they all stuck around and watched the match and were hanging out with our girls trying to speak English. It was, it was really, really cool. And our, our girls were just eating it up and just soaking it up. Can you give us a little preview of what you guys are going to look like next year as you take the court in the fall? Well, I, last year we played and, and most of the time we played six freshmen or sophomores. And so we'll look a lot, a lot of the same. We'll have, uh, right now we have Elizabeth Banner, a 6'7 kid playing on the outside, and a kid named Jocelyn Portsmouth, a nice year for us. 
who's been playing on the left as well, and they can score points with, you know, I think anyone in the country, they both can put up four to five points a game. And then uh, we got, you know, Anna Dorn, who's done a nice job for us, playing the final with a sophomore last year. She's a junior. And we got a, a couple, we'll have a couple freshmen fighting out in the middle. One's a redshirt kid from last year named Maddie Mayers, and another's a kid that's coming in. And then uh, Lex Valunas, who was a freshman last year, she's done a nice job of taking over the center role. And then we have Beltran, and, and I think so. I think we'll we have some young, experienced kids that are playing a lot better volleyball than they did in the fall because they were just a bunch of young kids that most of them didn't have an opportunity to play before. And um, I like we had a great spring, and I, I like the uh, the way that this team has been going and the things that they've been learning. So I, I think we're going to be real competitive. You know, we lost I think we lost nine five setters last year, including their Penn State and. Uh, Ohio State a couple times and a bunch of Sweet 16s, Purdue twice, and we just we were close. But when you're young, you 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 don't have the skill level or the experience to win those tight matches. And I'm hoping that we can overcome that, you know, and and get past it. So we'll, we'll see. I think I think I like our team. I think we we could be anywhere. I think Penn State's gonna be tough to beat our in a in our conference because they return everybody. But I think from second to seventh, it could be anyone in our conference just about like it is every single year, and I think we're in that mix. Kevin, with you and Hugh McCutcheon now playing in the same conference, coaching in the same conference and meeting each other, do you guys have any sort of special BYU Cup? Is there like a little a little mini Cougar that goes back and forth? To the- <laughs> well, if there was one, which I won't, I won't you know, confirm or deny that there is one, there is or isn't one, but if, if there was, he's got it right now because they swept us last year, so we gotta get, we got to exact some revenge, but no, uh, it's, it is good to have Huey around. It's just uh, we've been friends for a long time, and, and he brings uh, a lot of experience to our league. And the league was tough before, and Mike did a great job there. So I'm not sure that, you know, the Minnesotas, they were always competitive and had a chance to win, but it's, it's just nice to see that face on the other side of the net and, and, and talk talk about matches after and talk about opponents. He's, he's, he's going to keep the level high in our conference, which is already, uh, I think, one of the – has some of the best coaches in the country. All right, I have your itinerary here up. There's a special website available on the uh, Fighting Illini Sports website there that has your itinerary and kind of where you're going from Venice on down into Bergamo and then up and down to Milan. Uh, how about the food for these girls, an opportunity to really experience <laughs> Italian food, in particular European breakfast? Yeah, I mean, I think our girls are trying to get used to just the crusty bread and the, the cheese. You know, they want, I don't know, they want eggs and all that kind of stuff. But the food... I, I, I'm going to put on 15 to 20 pounds here. There's no question because the food, every meal we have, every pizza, this, uh, Tim's like, no, this is not a great pizza place, and it's better than any pizza I've ever had. And uh, I think that's one of the reasons to come to Italy is the, is the food and the wine. And we're having a, we've had some great meals, and I know we have a bunch of big ones ahead of us too. So uh, I don't think I, I've heard, I, this is the first time we've traveled that I've heard zero complaints about food from our team, which is, uh, that's a good sign. I mean, Italy is a good place to come. All right, Kevin, if other coaches are looking to put together a trip like this, how did you get this together? How did you pick Italy in particular? And if someone is looking to take their team overseas, do you have any recommendations on how they should do it, where they should look to get started? So uh, we chose Italy and only Italy because I wanted to immerse my team in one culture and just really embrace that. And we're doing a lot of things. Like we set the girls off on their own today to go explore a city, and they're going to report back to us tonight about what they saw, what they found. Like we sent three kids to Parma and four kids to 
Lavena, and we sent them all over, and we want them to go immerse themselves in the culture, and we have agreements about not eating McDonald's and things like that. Uh, so I, I, that's you know, a lot of people like to bounce around and see as many countries as they possibly can. I, I always felt like that was great, but you never really get a feel for a language, or you never get a feel for a culture, and um, you just kind of get like a little Cliff Notes version of that. And we're trying to immerse ourselves in that, so that's why I chose only Italy. Uh, we to to get here, we you know the state of Illinois is not doing so great, so we had to raise our own money, and um, we did a, a chop chef competition where uh, me and eight other people did like a cooking competition like you see on Top Chef, where we had baskets and all that stuff, and we were, we were able to raise a significant amount of money, and then uh, we you know we we raised others through our booster club, so we were pretty fortunate to raise. It's, it's expensive to come, and we were we were fortunate to be able to pay for this all on our own. Uh, but we, it took a four-year commitment to make that happen. Uh, and for co- teams that want to do it, there's so many. I mean, talking to Tim at Bring USA, there, there's lots of ways to do this in Europe. And, you know, he's doing a lot of stuff for, for Division Three and Division Two teams that don't necessarily have a lot of money and take them down to Nicaragua. And they were going down there for really cheap and doing things that I think are really cool as far as they're playing volleyball, but they're, they're I don't know, helping, helping build schools and, you know, helping clean up stuff for, for people down in Nicaragua. And they're bringing down – they're all knee pads and shoes and doing volleyball clinics, and they can do that and get down there for, for really, really cheap. I know Sheldon Collier is taking his team down there for a third the cost, and they're going to get a similar culture experience. They're going to immerse in a culture. They're going to get more time to train. They're going to, the kids are going to get life lessons, and I think um, the thing is, is that there's just so many opportunities, especially through Tim and what he does, that if you're looking for this experience, you can find a way to pay for it, you know, and you can find a way to raise the money, and you can end up doing something – Cheap or uh, in Nicaragua, or you could you know you could blow it out and, and do 21 days around Europe and everything in between. And uh, I don't, I'm not sure everyone's aware of that. And if they're not, they should talk to Tim and bring in USA and, and, and Corey because they, they do the best job, no question, of anybody. Well, fantastic. So sorry to get your plug on those guys, but I'm immersed in that. And he's not standing next to me right now, but they do a good job. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks very much for spending a little time with us and, and giving us a little bit of insight into your team and, and what's going on out there. It's a fantastic trip, and as you mentioned, an opportunity for these women to grow off the court, not just on. Good luck in your next match here. Hopefully there's videotape of a win. Yeah, we'll see. I hope so, too. We're actually doing hitting wellness right now, so I, I definitely should get back. Take it easy, guys. Thanks for having me on. All right, Kevin Hamley, head coach at, Ali- at Fighting Illini, University of Illinois. Thanks, Kevin. That was uh, that's good, man. That's it, it's so good for these kids to, as Kevin mentioned, not only understand the volleyball side of things, but to understand the cultural side of things. Oh yeah. Of hey, there's more in the United States. You don't get that if you grow up in Europe and you live in Belgium, and the next state, yeah, over is Germany. <laughs> yeah, that's different. Or France, that's different. Here, I, you know, California, Nevada, yeah, it's a little different. It's not so different compared to the way Europe is different. I wonder how I didn't get to ask Kevin because he had to go, but I wonder what his involvement, feeling, emotion was like having Niffin win the men's championship after Niff left his staff to go over there. And, and I know that Dave mentioned Kevin um, helping out just kind of with his pedigree and that sort of thing. I wonder if, personally if he you know felt like he had a part in it, that sort of thing. Oh, well. you know he took some pride in that, yeah. definitely, in, in watching his uh, his former assistant coach win that national championship. I wonder what he made in the Top Chef competition. <laughs> That's what I wonder. Did Meal? he win? Meal-wise? Yeah. Did they have, was it like chopped where you got like a, you know, secret ingredient and you had to incorporate like, you <laughs> well, know, fennel? And... Now we're mixing Iron Chef and Top Chef, aren't we? No, chopped. 
was Chopped. Chopped is like the it's a competition show where they have like three chefs and they have these four here's four ingredients and you have to use them all in your the first round is like an appetizer, the second round is an entree, and then the third round is a dessert and everybody gets eliminated and you have to use everything and they do variations of that on Top Chef, I know. Yeah, exactly. Well, a great trip for CJ the on Top Chef. Yeah, CJ, my former te- former teammate. Yeah, he's cooked here a couple of times for a private party. What? It's been fun. Yeah. How do I get in on that? Big siege. There's a list. There's yeah. a list. I'm on top. There's a bouncer. You're on it right there. Go to uh, fightingillini.com/sports/womensvolley/w-volley/italy, and you can check out this trip that they're having May 24th through June 1st. There's some videos. There's Liz McMahon's feed here. Looks like Instagram. Six foot seven Liz McMahon and her teammates sitting around. Kind of cool to send them all to a different cities there. Send them out to places like Parma and Modena and, and get them out of where you're at necessarily and expect them to report back. And the good point about the McDonald's. Hey, McDonald's, that's a treat. You've been there a couple of months. Then you can go. You can have a little McDonald's just for old time's sake because you've been in Europe for two and a half, three months, especially Italy where there's only Italian food. Yeah. There's no food, other food though. to eat. Yeah, it's just called food. Yeah. Good point. Um, <laughs> so, in case you're not paying attention to the uh, chat board or Twitter or anything like that, did want to drop in there for you, Kevin. Yeah. Team Pineapple wins first set over Eurohouse 25-23 after trailing 20-18. The winner does advance to the title Whoa. match against Team Florida Wave. Team Florida Wave. I, who's yeah. on Team Florida Wave? I've been kind of clicking through some of these here. I don't know what any of that I just said means, but <laughs> apparently it's important to some people. Team Florida Wave. And why do you call yourself Team Pineapple? That's Lloyd's thing. He calls it the pineapple when you dump to the corner, deep to the corner. He calls that a pineapple. Is it a dump if it goes deep corner? Yeah, it goes right-handed. It's a shot. It's actually a pineapple. Does he go right-handed? Does he go right-handed? Let's yeah, see. as opposed to the standard yes. left-hand dump, you go yes. right-hand. Yes, he turns and goes yeah. right-handed. Is yes. it a jumbo to the corner? Is that kind of, but it like eh, kind, sort of looks jumbo. like a pineapple, I guess, when you go, hey. Is that, I don't, I'm not sure what the origin of pineapple was. I do know that there's a team called Team Thundercats in this, which is disturbing. Thundercats. Slightly disturbing. Uh, but they're out. Who are they going to be playing? Missed it here. Team Pineapple against. Who are they going to face, did you say? They're playing Eurohouse right now. They won the first set. The right. winner I know that. will take on Team Florida Wave. Team Florida Wave. I'm just trying to find out who's on that team. Looking for some familiar names here. Uh, Steve Bishop, actually, uh, PVL coordinator there. He's team representative. Rob Hawley. Chrissy McCain, OT manager. Boy, they have assistant coaches, too. Wow. Look at this. Marshall Brock. Michael Andalo. Nick Jensen. You heard any of these guys? I haven't. Have you? Chad Mercado. Some great names. On Team Pineapple? Yeah. No, this is not Team Pineapple. Team Florida Wave. Robert Schramm. Tanner Wright. Sergio Rios. Juan Juan Ramirez. I don't know. Some guy whose Serbian name I cannot pronounce. Sweet. All right, so first set uh, victory for Team Pineapple. Jeremy, did you see if any Del Negro got fired? He didn't get fired. They just said your services are your services are no longer needed. Was um, he redeployed? No, his contract yes, was up elsewhere. Yeah, his contract was up this year, <laughs> anyways. So they didn't have to can him. They're just like, thank you for everything you did. Yeah. Yes, I know we had the greatest regular season of all time. Chris Paul doesn't want you back. Chris Paul does not want you back. <laughs> so we are going to go another direction. Yeah. That's nice. What that direction is? Is there? Uh, yeah. uh, I've never understood. Have the they hired anybody yet? No. no. 
I fail to understand the. The Bobcats just hired a Lakers assistant coach. You mean the new Hornets? Yes, the old Hornets. They're back to being the Hornets. Yes, finally, because the old Hornets, not the old old Hornets, just the old Hornets. The expansion Hornets. Yes. The, no. Okay. So there was the Hornets that oh drafted that drafted Kobe and then traded Blade. Correct. Yes. And then they moved to New Orleans and just became the Pelicans. So the Correct. expansion Bobcats, that is Michael Jordan's team, now become the Charlotte Hornets again. Anywho, their new coach is a assistant from the Lakers. And the question of the day on the Dan Patrick Show this morning was, would you rather be a Lakers assistant or the new Hornets head coach? Ooh. <laughs> pretty good. It's pretty funny. They were talking about, yeah, but you get to meet, meet Michael Jordan twice when he hires you and says congratulations, and then when he fires you. <laughs> But that's, uh, that's this week in the NBA. Swept, the Spurs swept the Grizzlies. And, Boy, did Tony Parker look good. Pacers. <sighs> who is not – is anybody rooting for the Heat out there? Is anybody? No. Sorry. Can't root for the Heat. They are the they are the evil empire. Yeah. They may as well just play it. Dun, 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 dun. Do you have that? I do. It's good for the NBA if the Heat win. Dun, Why? Dun, dun, because that's who they're marketing dun, right now. Tim Duncan's going to be dun, done after this year. We you know, nerd out there for a second, Dustin. Welcome. That's what Jeremy plays if you ever go to one of the beach volleyball tournaments. Huh? Game of or when, when you introduce Phil. Yeah, or when Phil does something awesome. Um, Man, you must wear that tape out. All right. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot. And the Superman. Like, now Rosie has to do something really superhuman yeah. for me to give him the Superman sound effect. Like, yeah. I have people look at me in the stands and be like, no Superman that time? No. You can do seen it every it. time. Seen it before. You can do it every seen time. Seen it. Got to see something more special. Yeah. But the the thing about the NBA is, do... Do the casual fans want to see the Pacers play the Spurs in the finals? No. That's the problem. I'll tell you what, though. They ought to watch every, that young guy the Pacers have. He's pretty gnarly. Paul George. Which guy? Paul George. Yeah. Every finals the Spurs have been in have always been the lowest rating. Yeah. That's ever. because Tim Duncan is the single most boring star the NBA yeah. has ever had. Really Correct. Is. But they are he's a boring individual. He's the big fundamental. That's the worst, best nickname ever. All right. All right. More boring. <laughs> Hold on. More boring. Yeah. Todd and Phil or... Uh, I guess you could say the Spurs, but I was going to go Tim Duncan. Tim Todd and Phil Tim or Tim Duncan. Duncan, more boring. Because Tim at Duncan. least Phil... Phil will do something insane. He may not show any emotion, but he may stuff seven balls in a row. Yeah. And and serve it. Duncan's it's not going to do anything insane. He's just going right. to hit the 17-footer off Bank. the backboard yep. Yep. consistently. He's yeah. just going to have 25 and 15, and you never even knew it happened. Exactly. Yes. Agreed. And he's fine with that, by the way. He's one of the best players all time in the NBA. Ever. In case you're wondering. Yeah. 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 I mean, he came in with Marcus Camby. That was the big... Hubbub, yep. those two guys together. And Campy's had some good years, but never performed yeah. remotely like the Tim way Duncan. Tim Duncan Well, has. when Duncan played alongside David Robinson at first, I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah. Tim Duncan is arguably the best player of this generation. He's like 42 years old now, isn't he? 37. If he wins another title, that'll be four. Wow. That puts him with Kobe. Yeah. Oh, you know Kobe's not happy about that. Four? No. Or f- Kobe has five. No, then, then this would be his fifth. He already okay. has four. Okay. Sorry. Tim Duncan has four rings already. Um, I also wanted to touch on something that's pretty monumental in the sports world this Correct. weekend. Okay. And that is Robbie Rogers, who, after the big Jason Collins coming out thing oh. in the oh, yeah. yep. Robbie Rogers is a soccer player who was an American playing in England. So just to give you an idea of his skill level, not just is he on the national team, but he is an American-born soccer player playing in England. 25 years old. He retires, I think it was two years ago, maybe less than that, because he came out as homosexual 
mm-hmm. didn't want to deal with the the circus that is the English or European media, which is worse than here, by the way. Worse than here. Um, comes back and was doing. I think he said he was doing like some outreach. He was doing some conferences and talking to kids about you know the whole difficulty and homosexuality and just sexuality in general, I, I guess. And he he said that he started feeling like a coward himself because oh. it was difficult and he was interesting just just stopping. So the Galaxy traded his got his rights traded Chicago Fire who who owned his rights in the MLS and just on Sunday. Um, Robbie Rogers played in the MLS in the Galaxy game, so that was the first time that a openly gay male, I guess, has has participated in men's team sports in the United States. Do you guys think first time? First time. Yep. Do you guys think in say ten years? Yeah. That this is even going to be an issue? I, I hope not. I hope it's not. Yeah. It shouldn't be an issue now. No, yeah. I I know hope not. But do you think it will be? I do. It will be an issue to some people. In will it be? Years? Will we be reporting on it in the news media like it's a super big deal? Will yeah. everybody be coming out in Sports Illustrated? No, probably not. Yeah, I, I think it's going to fade. I, I think it's like anything else. Like when you're talking about drug use, and you're talking about the issues surrounding gay and lesbian folks in our communities. I think it's fading. Yeah. You old white. Grumpy people are on your way out. <laughs> all the religion, uh, all the stuff that, that they're so vehemently anti-gay. Forget what the person is like, just anti-gay. I think it's all fading as, as the generations move. I, and I don't see it coming back. Agreed. Over the weekend, I hope it, was, so. it was reported that Adrian Peterson running back for yes. Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, I read he just that said too. he's not down with gay marriage. Right. He has gay friends. Yeah, he likes Chris Cluey. And he's fine with, like, yeah, he's fine with people Cluey being gay. Yeah, he just doesn't believe he just doesn't believe that they should be allowed to be married. Right, which is difficult for those views to come out when you are in such a public forum. And he's allowed. um, At least what I like about it, whether you agree with him or not, is it's going to spark conversation. We need to have a conversation about it. You know, the interesting thing by we, I mean, about the net life, about the whole (laughs) the whole discussion surrounding men's sports and and being gay. Mm hmm. With women's sports, this has been this is a duh thing from the beginning of time yeah. with women's sports. I mean, I read in Time Magazine just yesterday, it was an older one from middle of the month around the same time as the Jason Collins issue, that right before the WNBA draft, Brittany Griner came out as gay, to which my response was, oh, shocker. Yeah. Well, when she Brittany came out, Griner, it wasn't like she's like, hey, everybody have an announcement. She was like in an interview and just kind of said it like yeah. she was talking about something like just a normal conversation. Have you listened to Brittany Griner? Yeah. Have you seen Brittany Griner? Yeah. She looks like my buddy AJ. I don't know what that she means. She talks but... like him. I mean, she is a guy. Yeah. She is 100% male with female parts. So that Dominating. She has to be a lesbian? No. She dunked twice yesterday, by yeah. the way. No, I don't, I don't an think... absolute blowout loss. Yeah. I don't think she has to be. I just think the odds are likely. And I think when, when you're dealing with a lot of these sports on the female side, you're dealing with hyper-aggressive, muscular women it, who, are, who are the most successful. Oh, I can't. Yeah, I knew that BJ was going <laughs> to chime in there because what I was just going to say is we have no idea what it is actually like as, as three males here, yes. right? Because <laughs> for for history, for women in sports, it, it has to be more difficult because competition is seen as a more masculine thing. and. There but you are, can point them out. I mean, Billie Jean King. I don't know if Billie Jean King is gay. I know Martina Navratilova is gay. I mean, you talk about Billie a, Jean a, a King, major yes. sport. <laughs> yeah, go on. But you talk about major uh, women's sports figures. They have been 
outwardly lesbian for a long but, time. Let me but help. Let me help. Let me help. Let me tell you what Kevin's actually saying here. He's saying, why is it? Less of a big deal for women. Why is it more of a big deal for men? Right. That you're welcome, Kevin. Just stop talking. No, no, I, I'm not asking that question. All I'm no, I'm asking. It's, it's not new news for the female sports. Correct. World. Correct. Right. That gay people play sports. But they, <laughs> but as 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 kind of BJ points out here as a as an athlete herself, mm-hmm. it's kind of the other end of the spectrum for women. I would I would imagine. And this is these what are all, you mean? They just they, assume you're a lesbian. They assume that if they're you're playing. right if they're competitive and 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 good, right? Like you just said, something Ooh, but 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 I don't think it's about being good. I think there are certain cues you can pick out, and just as there are certain cues you can pick out on on the male side. Not all the time. So not getting into the stereotype discussion. Your here. gaydar goes off, is what you're trying to say. Right yeah, gaydar. But but what I'm saying is that there are certain attributes and certain things you can see that you're like, ah, you know, that person has a greater pro- or looks like they. <laughs> would be more like I don't know. It's a bad yes. way to put it. Dustin yeah. and I are going to keep talking, Kevin. You're no, going to take yeah. your time to get your point together. No, there's yeah. a there's a bad way to put it. <laughs> it's not going well. Uh, I mean, look, this is the third the, rail, right? You don't was, want to touch this thing. But the, the bottom line is that that people. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's, I can't, I can't Kelly, think of a good way to put it. Kelly Schumacher. Um, yeah. She was in Vegas. She's like yeah, yeah. almost seven feet tall. She yeah, played, she played, in, the w, WNBA. played in WNBA. She's yeah. six five. Yeah, married. Yep. Not a lesbian saying that she had a difficult time in the WNBA because she was not a lesbian. And I've heard that about college basketball which is very, well. which that is, I never thought about that, but that yeah. is an interesting dynamic as well. Yeah. Well, it's like a I very said, aggressive environment in many cases. But sports. Like I said, it's it's interesting. I mean aggressive on the personal level in the locker room. I like how some of the message board people like are upset that we're even talking about this. And yeah, some of the things that Kevin is saying is asinine, but... <laughs> not <laughs> asinine. But not well thought Yeah, out. not well, not, you're not wording it. The best way. I but agree. I agree. It's the discussion. The discussion needs to happen. Yeah. And if it starts off in an awful way, okay, great. Let's but let's keep talking about it. Right. Like let's, I want to talk to Adrian Peterson. Do you know why it doesn't sound good? Because I'm worried about every word that's coming out exactly. of my mouth. No, exactly. Because people flip out about yeah. the simplest no, of, of things. And exactly. like, look, my my point is that in ten years, I don't think anyone cares. And right now, if, if I have a gay, I've played with gay guys in volleyball. Yeah. I played with them in junior high. I play or not junior high. Pardon me. Um, junior college because they. You knew or no? One hundred percent, they're gay. They're out there. I'm gay. That's okay. their. I mean, they're out. We had we had a setter. Yeah. We had an outside hitter. They're gay. Yeah. It's not me wondering if they're gay. They were gay. They no, were I boyfriend think, no, I the whole deal. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, so I've played with these people, and it's these just, people. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm just stirring the pot. I just don't see the big deal here. Yeah. It's the uncomfortableness of the other folks. The heterosexual people who are uncomfortable with either themselves or their own situation that are projecting upon uh, folks who are gay that they're going to come on to them or there's going to be some sort of visual problem there. He's looking at me in a different way. And this, you know, if you're naked in the locker room, for goodness sakes, that's your problem. That's not the problem with the gay guy. Yeah. That's your problem and your insecurities. Are you gay? No. What are you worried about? Yeah. What is your concern here? And I think when you're talking about the aggressive environment of being a heterosexual woman in a very uh, in a situation where many of your teammates are lesbian, then it's then it becomes the opposite where you're under pressure in the reverse. Correct. And then maybe it's an issue. But when it's just people there, it, it, no one's putting pressure on each other either way. It, it's it's the internal problems of the individual being projected onto the other person. A lot of it is. Um... Religious based as well. Yes. 
which yep. that's a big topic that I don't think like that's where I think Adrian Peterson's coming from. Maybe. Right. From reading what he said. And Chris Collins. Or not not Jason Collins. Uh what was his name? The Chris Broussard. Broussard, yeah. thank you. Which I think is so I want to have a conversation with them about that as well. It's like Call okay. Yeah, so but like where do you draw the line? Yeah. You know, it's like, well, there's certain things in the Bible that I don't necessarily believe in, but it says this, so I'm gonna believe in that. Like I just want to have an open conversation about it because I don't know some of the friends of mine who are religious and feel the same way as well like when I bring certain things up like you can tell they hadn't thought that out before yeah so their response is well I just don't believe that yeah like okay I'm fine you're allowed to believe what you want but like let's talk but you haven't thought about this other point before you're saying you're saying that if if someone is is claiming a biblical passage correct for the reason of of belief Mm -hmm. but than saying that another part they don't believe in. Or where do, right. they, where do they draw the line? Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, stoning for adultery. Right. Which I'm totally into. Well, let's run away from this uh, from this subject and get to some more controversy. Did you see Good. the new the new Rutgers AD? Remember we talked about yeah. the Rutgers uh, coach and yeah. the AD was fired, and then they hired a new woman, and right. she has a volleyball pass. She right, was she the at University of Tennessee. head coach at Tennessee about 15 or 16 is years that ago. that one was? I couldn't remember. Where, where she – is it allegedly or was con- convicted? I'm or? a little confused on the whole thing. That She put – she fired an assistant coach for getting pregnant, I think, is the what was litigated. Uh-huh. But now there are a couple of letters signed by players saying that she was calling them whores yep. and other derogatory names during practice and yep. creating a, a, a really nasty practice environment. Uh, I'm not real clear on what the issue is. Uh, I guess her conduct, if if true, would not make well, her uh, the good controversy. To yeah, lead. the controversy that's coming up is that if this is she what treated she treated in the, the same past, way, yeah. right? How is she the one to bring into the Rutgers job to exactly. make everything better? That's yeah. where the right. controversy part is coming. Right. In. Oh, I understand that, but it started with the idea of firing an assistant coach for getting pregnant, and that was litigated, and there was a settlement, or there was Correct. some sort of. Resolution to that. Well, and then treating and then players that way, came out later and after. then players asking for time off for, I don't remember what the reasons were, but then being like, okay, well, you're choosing that over your team. Yeah. Um, obviously, we weren't in the locker room with all that stuff, but that's, again, it's coaches having, I don't know if too much power is the correct term or the correct wording, but there's no... She, uh, so she The had, leadership role of that stuff is... What concerns me? She quit Are as you the head women's tainted? volleyball coach 16 years ago after all 15 of her players at the time, in a letter that oh, Kevin okay. mentioned, uh, accused her of calling them whores, alcoholics, and learning disabled. And I've heard about coaches doing this, right. even today, in the volleyball world. I've heard about this happening, and it just it seems unbelievable to me. I mean, I I've had a lot of coaches. I coach youth sports for my kids. I can't imagine. Saying that to the players and thinking that was a good idea, right. or even in rage, saying that to players—that's what it was. One of the players asked for a weekend off. Who didn't? A player that didn't play because yeah. her husband was either being deployed or he was home for the weekend because he's been in Iraq for whatever. And the coach was like, mm, Oof. Nah, "Brutal." I don't think so. So yeah, I, I or you can if you want, but I think that it's a story right now because they just hired her at Rutgers and they had clean it up. Yeah, they had the whole Correct. issue and then. Allegedly, they didn't know about it, or they didn't go through it with her in the interview I process. Or never had any coaches. Vetting, yeah, it didn't come up in the vetting. I never process. had any coaches growing up verbally abuse me. I would have, you know, them get upset, and yell like and stuff, but not like 
yell because you made the wrong play or they're like, oh, hustle more, what things like that, but never verbally attack me personally, you know, which I think is that their way of motivating now? Is that what they think is going to get across to kids? Like if I call, if Justin's playing and he's not playing one, I'm like, oh, you're playing like a girl. Is that going to make you play better? Like is that my motivation to yell at you to play better? There's a lot, you know? a lot of distance between girl and whore. No, I agree. No, I totally agree, but like – what I'm saying is there like are that some negative girls that I wish I played like. Yeah, that negative <laughs> that negative motivation is that really what is going to get the point across? That's how some coaches are. I, I mean, agree. that's that's just that's the way that some of them are, and uh, yeah, verbally abusive, you know. So <laughs> there's some girls I wish I played. Like. There, there are, there, there are, definitely yeah. are in in many sports. There's some gay guys I wish I played like. Yeah, that that too. <laughs> yeah, better bring her back around. Kevin. We're back. In full circle. No, I, 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 you know, the sports landscape is drastically different today from, we were talking about nutrition earlier, right? Yep. And how different the nutritional landscape is, the nutritional knowledge of today versus 15, Bio 20 steel. years ago. Biosteel. Drink, drink the pink. Drink the pink. Uh, it, it's different for coaching and philosophy and motivation, and a lot of that hasn't trickled down. You see that with, there are those guys that were doing it 15 or 20 years ago, but I think fewer than today. And so I think those folks who do yell at stuff like that and, and on, on a routine basis, the Bob Knights of the world, a routine basis, because every coach loses at once. Of course. Or a couple of times over however many years, whatever. It, it, if it's a small amount, you just go, well, everyone has those yeah. those days where it gets out of hand. But those coaches who behave that way routinely are on the way out and are outliers now more so than they were 15 or 20 years ago, I think. I hope so, but I think some of it has to They're do. Still with, around. I think some of it has to do with how much money is on the table for these coaches. Like the pressure, yeah, for them to win right now, especially at the college level, is big. Like the pro level, yeah, yeah, pressure. But the players are making more than the coach in college. The coaches are obviously in charge, but they yeah. they need to win to keep their jobs. But these kids, which we forget, are student athletes and kids, literally, kids. yeah, eighteen year olds, yeah. You know, if you – what example are you telling your player who, whose husband is either going to Iraq and you're not going to see for a while or back for a weekend from Iraq and then going back and you're not going to see for a while and you say, you know what, playing volleyball is way more important than you seeing your husband right now. What kind of example does that set? Yeah, I don't really care about that if example If that's how it went particular. down. I don't, yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't even care about that example in particular. I, I would just say that there are things in life that are bigger than sports. When my father passed exactly. away and I was on the national team, I was supposed to go to Brazil in two days. Yeah, there's no way I was going to Brazil, and the entire organization knew there was no way I was going to Brazil. And That's they, it. And they should be fine. Your teammates. No question. Your teammates should be fine with that. Your coaching staff should be fine with that. The administration should be fine with that. Absolutely. And there they are plenty be of supportive of it. There Correct. are plenty of things like that where you you have to say to the individual, "This is more important than the greater whole." Uh, or, now, or, or the, the volleyball. Yeah, happened. and if this girl was asking for every single weekend off, we whether she played or not, like I don't know. But if we don't know what the background example, is, right? yeah, don't know the exact. Correct. Yeah, we don't know the exact background, but certainly, uh, if you're hired to clean somebody up. But it, my question would be, if you have an incident like that, this is 17 years ago. We're talking about 15 years ago. Sure. Does that forever taint you? Are you forever tainted? Is the How assumption long? you have never you, you don't grow after that? Is there a statute of limitations type of thing? Well, yeah, it, because if you dig up every bad incident for a person or an individual throughout their lifetime, especially if you just take it on a, on a per era basis from your teens, yeah, through your twenties, 
through your 30s, and you're trying to do something when you're 50, and someone goes, oh, well, when you were 30. Well, yeah, I mean, well, it's a lifetime ago. It's 20 but years now, ago. when you think of Bobby Knight, who we brought up, who hasn't coached forever, yeah, you think about him yelling at his players and throwing a chair across the court. Which yeah, I thought did it, the chair across the court was awesome. Right, but, but I think he threw the chair today. He did it repeatedly, and there were multiple incidents, I think, as well as, like, like right now, I'm, I'm not coaching volleyball right now. I coached 10 years ago, and I would be a much different coach yeah. right now than I was then if I had done something in a fit of rage because I was 22 years old and yelled some you know, expletives or whatever that maybe I wouldn't do being more mature now. I guess you're saying, did it? Is there time that you grow out of it? And are you given that you benefit know, of the doubt? Exactly. Are you? Are you given that that do over? Well, I think, and again, I think the only reason this has come up is because it's Rutgers. Yes, because of the particular situation. And yeah. also, when they hired the basketball coach, then it came out too that he hadn't actually graduated from Rutgers. Oh, really? Yeah. And so they had all of the issues they had before, like everything they do now, it's getting like. Yeah, looked at with a, yeah, a little yeah. bit more. I don't know why you lie on your resume. It's the dumbest. No, thing he didn't. It wasn't. He didn't lie. But they, you know, they referred him as alumni. He went to Rutgers, blah blah. But he didn't actually get like George O'Leary a degree. Remember that George O'Leary football yeah. coach got hired by Notre Dame and said he got a degree from here somewhere, Arizona or something. Yeah, right? didn't. And they're like, oh, you're fired. God, just in case you're wondering, they can look that up. Yeah, just yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. When I went to junior college, and they said. Hey, we know you've been in the state for a year, but if you say that you went to high school outside of the state, they will fight you tooth and nail to make you pay out-of-state tuition. So I just said I went to Malibu High School or I went to Torrance West or something. They couldn't check back then. Now, awesome. pretty much two clicks away. And yeah. in case you're wondering, you're going to be getting an IOU in the mail. Yeah, by the way. I was legal, by the way. The I've Net been Live, here for more than a year. The netlive at gmail.com. <laughs> Please refer everything to Kevin Barnett. You know, I don't mind if we get off on, on some of these topics because, to your point, Jeremy, we got to talk about this stuff. It's conversation. You need to have con- – this is – you have to spark conversation about these topics. The thing that bugs me about some of these topics, in particular the gay issue, is that I just don't care. I don't see how it affects me. Whether it's it's gay marriage or or gay athletes in the locker room or gay athletes on your team or gay people walking around your neighborhood, I don't see how them being gay really affects my my desire to associate with them or affects my life. I could care less whether you like a guy or a girl. If you're cool, you're cool. But not everybody is like that. I yeah. understand. That's why I understand. But that's what I don't understand about people. And and I've had this debate with a couple of folks I know. It's like, look. If gay marriage, if if two guys marry each other, how does that affect your marriage exactly? Well, that's not what the argument is. The argument is a religious argument. Yeah, well, we I can, don't want we, to get we into can it. talk. No, about, no, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah, that's, that's what a that whole argument. other show. Yeah. Well, the other that's argument. A whole other show. We can talk about burning bushes and snakes and stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and how real, how realistic all that stuff. I'm is. totally bringing in a religious. Yeah, that'll be on that'll be on the topless edition of the yes. But that's my problem with the discussion. The is people, yeah, yeah. People jump on so much of what is said around the debate. And even to the point where it, it, you could contort what I said on the program to say that I am somehow against gay individuals. Oh, for sure. You could contort it and go, really, for me, I could care less. It's a non-issue for me. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then the other question is, is the media making it more of a story than it really is? They need something to talk about. Okay. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's what but I thought the, I thought well, the we, reactions I we do it. Yeah, were kind of funny because – and someone made the joke. I forget who it was who said when Jason Collins came out, they said, you know, the first – uh, gay athlete, openly gay athlete in a major American sport. And they said somewhere Martina Navratilova is going, huh? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, wait a second. Yeah, <laughs> you know. I know. But, but my point that we started out with with Brittany Griner is I, I just think in women's sports, it's, it's basically a non-issue in most cases. 
It's just whatever. It, it's assumed that some percentage of the of the athlete pool is gay, some are straight, and it really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And in, in men's in men's sports, I hope in ten years we're at that point. At it, least it may take a person like on the caliber of like LeBron James or Kobe Bryant. LeBron's gay. Yes, that's exactly breaking news breaking here on the breaking news. Exactly what I'm saying on the show. But like somebody of that caliber who's like yeah. he's so talented, Superstar. like you can't Magic Johnson and AIDS. Correct. Yes. Yep. yep. Yeah. But I hope I hope in ten years it's a non issue. Like and such a non issue like we don't even have to talk about it. Yeah. Probably a good time for a break, right? Yeah. <laughs> or in the show. Yeah. Actually like everybody's gone. No yeah, one's listening exactly. anymore. Exactly. Uh, I mean, sometimes we get off on this stuff and I, I actually I would love to host a, a different show. And and have more opportunities. A gay religious talk, talk show. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I again, people, it's conversations that need to be had. Yeah, if you can't talk about it, if it gets shut down because the other side is going to start to insult or try and deride the the opposing view, then then that's a problem, and it's it's hard to do because when I watch a guy like uh, what is it, Chris what. Broussard. Broussard. When I watch a guy like Chris Broussard, it's almost hard for me not to laugh out loud at some of the stuff he says because it's so absurd to me. Well, and then some people just get mad at him. They're like, oh, and just get angry. It's like I, like I said, I want to talk to him. Let's have a conversation about it. Yeah, most people get emotional about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's not an emotional issue for me. But if somebody's not willing to have a conversation, there's only so much you can do. The problem is as soon as you say something that's not the prevailing opinion, you end up – being somehow um, a problem to the point where you should be fired, right? They should get well, rid that's of what everybody started. And I was like, write the wrong thing, you should get rid of that yeah. person. And and there is a point where that happens. I think that point has crept so close to the line of discussion that you can't have the discussion because the moment someone says something that's just yeah. just part of the discussion, they're branded, labeled, and tossed. It's like, dude, you got to push that line way far back. Well, he had said that before too. It just wasn't in the media because the Jason Collins things hadn't happened. Yeah. He'd said it before, but because of that, so that's why what made it such a big deal. Yeah, we just had a post on the on the chat board by Megan, who I can assume by her name is female. Okay. Saying, saying <laughs> again, that, oh, you're making assumptions she's female. <laughs> is that VB? Oh. Is that Volleyball Magazine, Megan? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Saying that uh, she doesn't think it's a non-issue in women's sports because female coaches are still getting fired or you know whatever being talked about. Because of suspected of being gay or not gay or whatever, right? Yeah, so good point. I guess non-issue is not, not the way to put it. It's yeah. less of an issue for it's the not media. As, maybe, I guess. Yeah, that's what it is. It's yeah. not as big a topic for the media. Yeah, she's right. She's right. It's, it, it is something that still gets talked about and dealt Thank with. Thank you but, for having a girl's perspective on the yeah. show. We needed that. Thanks, yeah. Megan. No, it's uh, I don't know. It's a topic we could talk about for a long time. Do we need to tie this back to volleyball somehow, somewhere? You can you can tie it back to volleyball. There's plenty of. Lesbian volleyball players and gay volleyball players. Yeah, absolutely. Period. Period. Exclamation point. Good conversation. There. Done. No, I mean, they're they're in the community. I, I don't know. It's, yeah, I'm just into volleyball. I just don't want people. I just hope it gets to the point where like we said this before. Like I don't want to have to. Why would I have to? I didn't come out of the closet saying, "Hey, everybody, I like girls." Like right. I didn't have to make that statement. I didn't have to post it on oh. my Facebook page. I did post right. it on Twitter, but I didn't post it on Instagram. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't. Why do I? Why do people have to do that? This this brings me to a thing I was thinking about the other day, where I forget who it was, some sports figure or something said, "Well, if I didn't preach the Bible, if I didn't lace Christianity into everything I said, it just wouldn't be me." 
Ray Lewis? It just wouldn't be me out there, you know, and, and if I didn't put it in there. And I thought to myself, that's an odd point because if you take it in the reverse for an atheist, and the atheists say, well, if I didn't just incorporate the fact that I don't believe into God into everything I said, then it just wouldn't be me. Like, that, that doesn't be, happen in the reverse. That person would be crucified. No pun intended. But it, but it doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> it doesn't even make any sense. Like, it, it just you, – that you can't put one issue into every part of your life. It just doesn't make sense from a standpoint of relationships, I don't think, to, to live it that way. Like, you don't have people who don't believe in God living that every day, and everything they say, every interaction they have, they just go, well, well, I don't believe in God, so. You know, but you have people with Christianity going, oh, well, God told me that I was going to score a touchdown. God spoke to me. Like, Really? I just am really excited for Gardhoff to hear this and to build a collage. <laughs> it's just, uh, just going to be Jesus. I have no idea. With his arms out, Jesus with a NetLife t-shirt on. Just, Jesus just blocking or something? I don't we know. We did talk about Rio. You could have the Jesus from Kevin. Rio. Kevin is burning on the left side, and Dust and I are kind of like in, in the middle. Like, like, don't cool, know which way we're, we're going. We're cool with yeah. Jesus. Like, sort of like in the... Oh, man. I'm already coughing. I'm being struck down right now. Yes. <laughs> Slide away from Kevin. Lightning is coming through uh, the roof. A little further away from my seat there. That's the point of this show is we need to have discussion. Look, if we're not talking about it, who's talking about it? Nobody. I don't don't even know where else to go on that one. Yeah. It was a good show. I'm going to cross We talked volley. Yeah, what's going on in volley this week? Anything? The The World World Championship. World Cup. And I did, like I said, I was going to. I did post the. uh, We have an update on Team Pineapple, though. No, I haven't heard one. I did post the page that I found that was the World Cup um, pools and everything on the chat board. So if you get a second, go check that out and uh, and follow the teams. Like like we heard, there's one team that's U.S. on the men's and one team U.S. on the women's side. It's uh, kind of an invite-only type of thing, I guess. And uh, the, actually, the number one seeded team, I think, is the is the Americans, is it not? That I don't know. I know Jake and Casey are now the number one ranked team in the world, but I don't know if the seedings for... Well, the Latvians won in Corrientes. Correct. Latvians that, like Kevin said, who knew where Latvia... I I don't think very many people knew where Latvia was until the Olympics when they won the bronze. I still don't. Not going to lie to you. Not going to lie to you. Yeah, exactly. Russia? Are they Russia? Yeah, they're near Russia. Former. (laughs) (laughs) All right, men's open. Yes, whoever sent us the email with the FIVB links was great. Because over the weekend, I was trying to find Steve the results, Klaskin, thanks, and bro. I wanted to throw my computer through the window. <laughs> Seriously, like, if I click on your tournament page, yeah, there's no be. links to, like, look at any – like, shouldn't I have to go be, somewhere else to find all the information I need. Shouldn't that be, like, the top the top hit, if you will? Can should I watch like, this yeah. live results. stream right now? Where the heck is this live stream that they keep talking about? It sounds right there, live streaming. Where? On Riley's the libero for Team Pineapple? I think he's playing outside. Outside? Yeah, his knees. So when are the World Sitting Championships that we're playing next year, Kevin? I need to put that on my calendar. Uh, that's going to be this this week, Memorial Day weekend, I believe. No, but next year when we we're, when we're in it. Yeah, Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah, Jay Hosick's on the team. He doesn't know it yet. Can I run, the, right can I run the BIC? Am I watching it oh. right now? Is that it? There you go, center court. Can we get a score? Can we get a shot of the score? I don't see a score. Is that Lloyd Ball in blue? Still didn't answer my question. Looks like I mean. Uh, when is it? It's, no, it's around I, this Memorial Day weekend. Can I run the BIC even though we're sitting? Phoenix. Yeah, you can run on the back row. Okay. What oh. muscles do I need to work out so I'm not super sore? Anal. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Wow. Oh, wait, wait. Whoa. Wait a second. <laughs> 
Wow. <laughs> Any other muscles I need to? <laughs> oh, I'm that glad. was sweet. Uh, no one will be talking about anything I said in the show now. Now, now the garage is going to be complete. Yeah. The well, shoulder. <laughs> You didn't say butt muscles. No, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> wow. Like you, what? Like my body. Te- I'm sweating right now. Like my body temperature has rose to a point where like I'm starting to perspire. For, and I'm not. I'm sitting in a chair. After You're gonna get you a letter said, like, from. Uh, I'm uncomfortable. I'm lightheaded. Oh. I don't know what's gonna happen to the show now. You get a letter from resident Christian moral authority on the, <laughs> the uh, show. Read pretty. Oh man. About that one. That All right. Effing sweet. Your shoulder's gonna hurt. And, okay. And you have to. To Dustin's point, you have to wear padded pants. One hundred percent. Because just my butt or like my thighs here? too. No, the back of your hips here. Yeah. You're gonna want pads on those points. Like, do I need to like make some custom ones? Like, cut out some knee pads and stick them back there, or what? Uh, you might want to look at some good. padded moto shorts or bicycle shorts. Drink. That, kind of <laughs> that will help because honestly, Jay and I played for about an hour, and for about a week, I was bruised. And Jay took some balls off the face, is what I. Mean. You will get hit in the face in this game. No doubt. It is because br- you think you have very little time to react standing up and you're 15 feet from the ball. Wait till you're about four feet and you're sitting down. You are going to get hit in the face. I'm not. You might want to wear a hockey helmet. What? And what's the ball that we're using? Is it soft? Same ball. Great. Same ball, half the width of the court, a little more than 10 foot line as far as uh, swinging. It's a lot of fun. Who is that out of the middle? I don't know, but is that Loy right there? Uh, yeah, that's him, I believe. Yeah, so it looks like pineapples and gray. Pineapple and gray. Yeah, that's the ball with the calf thing there. Pineapple and gray. And the team in blue. So and you know, ran the quick. you know Chris Gilson, too? Gilson? Huh? Chris. Gislin. Gislin, sorry. Yes. He's on, he's on that team. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I think Sean Manzi put the... Ooh, lefty. That was a crush on the left. Put the link up in the chat room as well. So. All right, so check out that match. Do we have a game score, a set score from anyone? BJ, can't set score? How can we – we've got to get that on there. I mean, you got the live stream. Can we get a little – Get a flip? Can we get somebody holding it up? Anyone? The scores table is off to the right, off camera. Over here somewhere? Can yeah. we pan? Do we have, like, a robotic camera that someone thinks Somebody control? BJ, are you controlling the camera? <laughs> <laughs> BJ left a long time ago. Yeah. Wonder why. BJ quit this show a while ago. About time that we jumped, we jumped the shark. Yeah. All right. It's 10 after 12. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining me. Thanks yes. to me for being here. I'd like to thank myself. I don't know about you guys, but I've been great. I would like to apologize to anybody if... Kevin offended them, but only if. Only if he didn't offend you, then I'm not sorry. But if he did, then I'm sorry. I'm still wondering how that might have happened. <laughs> still wondering how that might have happened, but anyways. Yeah. It's always fun, and it was again. The NetLive Equal Opportunity Offender. <laughs> the NetLive at gmail.com. We're hoping you're getting this via iTunes, listening via iTunes. It's always fun to do that. Thank you, John Salenza, for coming on from BioSteel. Get out there and check it out. Oh, we need to give away... A, uh, a container of BioSteel. We'll have to we'll have to do that during this week, perhaps. Keep an eye on the Facebook, facebook.com slash the net live. Giving away some BioSteel. We'll be doing Drink some the pink. Thanks to Kevin Hambly for calling in from Italy right as his team was warming up. That's uh, I love they said they were literally warming up as he was talking to us. That was a treat. You guys, uh, we're I'll be right back. You guys uh, warm up. I'm going to go call to the net live. And thanks to Reed Pretty for actually calling in. Always nice. It has literally been like, I feel like it's been months since we've heard from Reed. Yes. Like on the show. Like, I've got some email correspondence, but on the show. When you're in Turkey, then you live in Vegas, it's hard to be on the show. 
Well, he'll be, he'll just be sending an email to Dustin now. Will Reed be in Vegas in a few weeks when I'm there, or can I stay at his place? Yeah, definitely. If he's not there, can you get a key? Yeah. What do I got to do? What all the above. Why do they need you just put the Diplo uh, playlist on? and Just let it roll? Yeah. <laughs> just, just let it roll. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back next week with a show on Monday. Right? Yep, I'll be here for another week or so, and then I'm gone for three weeks, in case you're wondering. Wow. It'll be hard to hold a show. It really is. Dustin's going to have to look around the soundboard. Better hope Dustin doesn't have a job. Jeez, it could be the Barnett Show. Nobody's going to tune in for that. We're glad you tuned in for this one. For Jeremy, Dustin, I'm Kevin. We'll see you next time on the Net Live.